Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 326. Dave is back, half dead, suffering a heavy cold flu. Still batting on, though. I'm with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you? Yeah, I'm... I'm better than you, buddy. Yeah. Better than you. And I've stumbled from a stomach infection. Michelle's been really sick, and I caught the edges of that, but I'm still battling on. No tennis this week for Davey. That's three weeks. Man, it sucks. But um, I am slowly recovering. Now, for those of you who don't know, Signal of Doom is a comic book and comic book movie pop culture podcast that rules the internet uh, from the depths of the swamp. Uh, we stay lo-fi. We stay low-cover. Uh, we do hits for money. We do what it takes. Um, that about sums it up, Rich? Uh, I don't know if we put we in that. Ha, 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 Rich. Trying to distance himself. I, well, you know, you keep saying um, <laughs> discriminating thing, you know what I mean, like implicating things. Like you just, you, you're one of those hitmen that breaks so much he gets, uh, you know, he gets a wiretap. It's just not smart, man. <laughs> well, man, got to stay fast, got to stay alive. Um, now... Rich, obviously I've been slowly dying the last couple of weeks. Um, what's been going on in your life? Uh, any any big updates that you want to, you know, drop drop any bombs? Anything going on, man? Big updates? No, 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 no. Just... Um, Line of length? Working. Um, as I said, last show, it's the... Uh, oh, oh. Uh, Anniversary is coming up, but we also oh, uh, we just bought tickets for the um, Oz Comic Con. I haven't been in oh, a while. Oh, so. congratulations! Yeah, well, yeah, I want a full report on that. I want a full report on that, man. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be lame. I had a look at the guest list, <laughs> and it's a it's a it's a who's who of actually who the fuck is who? Like, <laughs> who is am the I biggest to know star? These who's the biggest star? Who are they banking on? Anyone we know? Oh, I'm going to go to the, uh, go to the it, website. Put it this way: almost every person that I uh, that I even slightly even recognize is literally one of those people who's like, I've seen him before. And then you look sure. up, and they were like, one episode of this, one episode of that, one episode of this. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's like, I, I I couldn't tell you anyone, Dave. Like I'm honestly, up, I don't know anyone. Like it's all like this is in Sydney, right? Yeah, this is Sydney one. Yeah. Okay, I'm bringing up Sydney guests. Let's have a look. Because um, unfortunately for our US listeners, Australia has a... Te- wow, it is a fucking who? Emily Swallow. Never heard of her. Um, John Noble, I do know. He's the guy from um, Fringe. Um, don't know who Josie Montana McCoy is. Catherine Bartrell, no idea. Catherine McNamara, no idea. Michael Eklund is a name that I know. I'm not even sure where I know that name from. Wow, this is like nobody. Rachel Scar Scarston, Tate Fletcher, Tim Rosen. Wow, man! Like, yeah, they, this is the worst guest list I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a bad guest list, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, my girlfriend doesn't thing. care. Her and her friend—they just like to cosplay and yeah, go hang out and do cosplay stuff. And I'm just going to go see the shop floor. Sure. Basically, you know what I mean. Just oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyone. You can have a good time with these things without the. I guests. couldn't give uh, two shits about like going to anything because I'm like I don't know who these people are. I'm sorry. I just mm. Mm. Uh, Emily Swallow uh, may be the armorer in uh, Mandalorian because I'm looking at that. Um... If you say so. Yeah, she is the armorer in Mandalorian. She never takes a helmet off a Mandalorian, so you're not going to know who she is from that. Um, yeah, that's a that's a real. Um... Catherine McNamara is at least hot. 
Um, but yeah, again, no, yeah. But anyway, I'll be interested to get your review of just what the show floors like and stuff. If they've improved <clears> the show and stuff, because they need to, man. These Australian comic cons. I mean, if I was more healthy, um, you know, and things were different, I'd probably go. But like, I just feel like I need to have rest. But they they make it really easy to miss. I find. You oh know? God, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if they don't. They don't. They don't make you feel like you're missing out on much when you look at this guest list. And I know it's not always about the guests. Like, but the thing is, if the vendors were really good, and there was a lot of stuff there to buy that was I wanted, uh, I'd be a lot more sort of involved. But I found that the vendors got worse as the years went on. You know. Mm. Um. I'll be sure to get. When, when is this, Rich? Uh, Sunday of the twenty. 20- Second, 23rd, I think, something okay, like that. Okay, so like... 23rd, 24th, something like that. Not, not next like week, but week weeks. after. Yeah, okay. Well, give us a full review for the show, and I want to hear from um, your girlfriend as well. She cosplays, so she'll, they'll have a good time. The cosplayers, I think, have the best time at the Australian shows, because I, I think that, like, they make their own fun, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, so, okay. Well, that's interesting. But, wow, what a guest list. Fuck. Like, you're just like, who? 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 Like, you know, there's one... Yeah, guy that's what I said. I was looking, I was like, who are these people? There's one guy here. Algin Albella. It's like, never fucking heard of him. Um, yeah, that's... it's. It looks like they've got a few Power Rangers there, actually. Yeah, they do. That's what they've got. I realise they've got four of the Power Rangers, probably from the last movie or something. Um, yeah, the most recent movie, I'd say. Because they've got they've got the pink, blue, green, and well, uh, also green. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much about Power Rangers, but two shades of green, a blue, and a pink. So yeah, God, wow, Oz, Com- yeah. Oz Comic Con just unmiss- unmissable. <laughs> Are there uh, any comic guests, Ridge? Anyone again? I couldn't see anything. Wow. Oh, well, well, give us a review. I mean, I've been there before, and I had a good time. It's a smaller con, even for Australia. Um, but what disappoints me is you if it's a comic con, I would have hoped, and it's smaller, I would have hoped they would have had more comic book people, you know? Mm. Um, that, would, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Like, I mean, you would think so, but not always. Mm, that's interesting. Okay, well... Um, now I've got something to report. The Fragpendium, that that book that I bought, um, that Lobo one. I'm, I think it's mm-hmm. the best book I've read since Bob Dylan's Chronicles. It Ooh. goes the history of Lobo from the very beginning. The Omega Men, Rich, are you familiar with this? Yeah, uh, the Omega Men. Yeah, 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 I know the Omega Men. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, little Davy got his hands on some copies, and I've been reading that as well, man. That's some wild stuff from back yeah. in the early eighties. Oh, yeah. Omega Men is one of those wacky books that they always keep trying to push every now and again, although sure. not lately. I mean, sure. um, they even tried again in New 52. Mm. Um, but uh, it's just one of those ones where um, it's it's just never kind of taken off. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. um, It's an interesting idea, but I don't know if anyone really knows. Like, they keep wanting to push it, but I don't think anyone knows how to write a good <laughs> Mega Man story. Well, so. well, it's crazy, but Lobo turns up on the th- his first appearance is the third issue of Omega Men. Um, anyway, so I, I've been looking at that, but the book is great, man. It goes right, right back to basics, right back to the start. It's really interesting, actually. I, I must say, I'm so pleased I got it. And I also ordered the Superman Encyclopedia 
as well. Um, I was chatting to Connor from Last Sons of Krypton, and I'm going to be on his show next week doing some Bronze Age Superman, and he said the Superman encyclopedias rarely leaves his side. And I said, really? <laughs> Sounds like something I want to get involved with. And I, I just made a purchase on eBay, and it's coming my way, Rich. That's simple. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, when you see me travelling around, you'll, you'll under one arm the Fragpendium, the other arm Superman Encyclopedia. You know, <laughs> just rock and roll, just ready you to know, pick, just ready to pick up and take questions at any point. You, you do that nerd thing, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like to think that it's cool now. You know, since the, <laughs> since the nerds took over, man, like that kind of shit's cool now. You know, you're just like, yeah. Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it's it, it's like, oh, what would you like to know about Lobo? I've got it all here. You know, ask me a question, kids. You know? <laughs> just pump, pump out an answer. And, um, and let, me, let me check my book. Yeah. <laughs> let me check the old book. <laughs> Go back to pen and paper. Um, yeah, so there's that. Now, we've got a new section on Signal. It's called Signal Abductions. And it's uh, it's all about what our pickups are, Rich. Uh, and I've, I've christened it similar signal abductions really grew on me during the week, and what okay. I'm pitch, what I'm picturing is like a battle ravaged land, apocalypse, a spacecraft flies down, man, through the ruins of the malls, the civilization that was, and it beams down, and they select a few artifacts to take back to their home planet. Do you have any abductions this week, Rich? Sadly, no. Oh, man, all that build up and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, I'm too busy uh, anniversary shopping and, oh, and yeah. stuff like. I don't. I'm I, I, right now. I'm not concerned about. Uh, I mean, um, uh, I've been. I didn't buy it because I have Game Pass. But I mean, obviously, I played a little bit of um, Starfield. Well, we're we're going to um, get into that, Rich. So do we, yeah. we want to hold off on our Starfield review? Because we, sure. I mean, got, I don't have much to report. But. Well, no, but I want to. I want to get into it. Um, no. Yeah. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Let, let's let's bring it. Let's bring it up right now. So, Starfield is the new space Skyrim in space fucking Bethesda game. Yeah, and um, it's uh, Xbox exclusive. It's been talked about for literally years. Um, I know, Rich, you got it on Games Pass. Um, I really want to probably get an Xbox. For this thing, but like, give us your review, Rich. I know you only played a little bit of it. Give us your take. Um, I haven't played enough of it, so at the moment, it's meh. Yeah. Um, it's it's actually pretty fucking boring. Really. Uh, at the start of it is is very very boring. Um, wow. It, it, it's also weird because it. It's hard to explain. I don't feel it doesn't feel like a Bethesda game in a sense that um, how do I explain this? Um, it looks like a Bethesda game because mm. uh, it's the same models, but obviously uh, upgraded now, so that they they've got obviously better textures and better sure um, uh, resolution. But I mean, it's def- it definitely looks like there. But there's something weird about the feel of the game. the The game doesn't quite feel like a Bethesda game. Like um it's almost like they're trying to be a little bit more serious mm. um in in the story and, and a little less sort of maybe wacky. But but to be fair again, I haven't played much. So I don't know if if it's a slow start and gets a bit more wacky, but um 
I just wasn't feeling it, man. Like, yeah. um, uh, it's it's just sort of really boring and slow, man. Ooh. Like, oh my god, like it was so slow, and I uh, it gives you a little tutorial on the um space combat. I yeah. didn't like the space combat at all. You're talking about like um, spaceships fighting each other and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very man like it, it, it i mean it feels like almost any space shooter game that you've ever played mm-hmm. um in that 3d there's nothing special or, or or interesting about it um but you know i've only done a little bit of it but uh, I, i'll be honest with you, i kind of i played it for like about half an hour and i was like oh, fuck it i don't care and then i switched it off and right watched the movie like I, I just it didn't grab me but i think i need to give it a bit more time that was after work and maybe i just wasn't yeah, in the mood. But what, what, what's it's, the graphics it's not like? It grabs you, but it just doesn't grab me. What does it compare to, like a game like Mass Effect? It definitely feels like they're trying to be that, but in a Bethesda way, right? Um, but um, I, just, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they they nail it because again, it's going for that. You know, you start off as a miner, and oh. they go to like mining crap and all that. But it just, which is fine. It's a way to start and. Uh, no man, it, it's it, it's it's just really hard to explain mm. it after half an hour. All I can say after half an hour is it hasn't grabbed me. Okay, like it hasn't made me go like, oh yeah, hell's yeah, like yeah, you know, oh my god, I want to keep playing more. I can't believe I got to go to bed. I didn't get that feeling, unfortunately. Half so. an hour in those games is nothing. But again, if it hasn't grabbed you from the start, that's hard, isn't it? Well, I'm yeah. sorry, but I mean, you've your start of your game is your start of the game. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, if you ain't grabbing me. In the first half an hour to an hour of your game, what's what's making me stick around? Mm. I have heard that the the opening act is really slow and dull. That's what it, that was. Uh, I I read a, only a few reviews, but um, a lot of the stuff was saying the first act is is a grind, which I I find weird personally. But you know, it is what it is. Um, that's a lot of games these days, though. But it's not a glowing recommendation. Um, and obviously, it's getting some good reviews. But strangely enough, GameSpot and IGN both gave it 7 out of 10s, I noticed. Which was interesting to me because they're often the fucking most hype merchants of all time. You know? Um, oh, they can be. But, I mean, it depends also on the game and, and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, no, none of the shillers wanted to give uh, Hogwarts Legacy a good score. So, mm. you know, I mean, these days, journalism is all about, like, Oh. How does how, how does the company make me feel before I I review it? You know, yeah, I, I thought um, Hogwarts Legacy was a lot of fun. Like really, oh, I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Yeah. Like, you know, that's a game where mm. it 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 got me from the start. You know, yeah, what I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. like the one combat. I like the, the the world. You know, you feel like you know, like that grabbed me definitely. Yeah, but the, yeah, so far this hasn't. And again. If people go, I oh, fucking this is what I hate when people go, oh no, but I, it, it gets better after you know. Mm. Seven hours. It's like, no, that's unacceptable. Mm. Why should I have to play a game for seven hours or 10 hours or 50 hours or whatever yeah. for it to get good? I, I agree. Put the good stuff at the start. I agree with you, but one of my favorite games ever was Baldur's Gate 2. Baldur's Gate, like, ever. Love, yeah, loved that game playing it. I was as obsessed by that game as any game I've ever played. The start of that game, going through the dungeon, was painfully boring, and I almost gave up. And then the second you exit the dungeon, the entire game just opened up. And I was like, this is brilliant. And it was like, 
I thought to myself, that's almost a flawless game, except for this start, which for some reason they just made you do. And I don't know, there's sometimes... I, I'm not saying that this, um, what's it called, Starfield, is going to be as good as that. But it's just weird that sometimes some games, yeah, they don't follow the golden rule of making it really gripping from the start. Like, I always felt Dead Rising is an example of a game that just gripped me from the beginning of the game. Like, you were in it, it was so intense, um, and there was progression, but it was like, from the beginning, you're like, fuck, this is really full on. And to me, that's the way to do it. Um, no, I, no, I agree. Yeah. yeah, don't yeah, don't save your shit for later. I'm sorry. If your game's not that good, oh. like, for 50 hours, then make it a 40-hour game or whatever, how many hours it is a good game. Yeah. Don't, you know what I mean? Don't um, don't stretch it out and go, oh, we'll save the good stuff for last. Oh. I'm, I've already, I'm already dipped out by then. I will tell you this. Witcher 3, I felt, really got me from the start in that, I played Witcher 2 and I found it really hard and very confusing and I gave up. Not not saying it's a bad game, I just gave up. Witcher 3, I think they corrected it and from the very beginning, my thought was, man, this is a cool game and I'm in a really interesting world. I felt like I was in a book, you know? And mm-hmm. and it was right from the very, I'm talking from the very beginning, like doing the opening mission against the Wyvern and it was quite challenging and, and I was like, that was like it really gave me a sense of what the game was like from the very start, you know. And as I played, the, the world opened up around me, but I felt like the first half hour, hour of the game, I got a sense of what I was playing. You know what I mean? And mm. I, I like that because I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I want a game to surprise me, but I also want to know what I'm doing, you know. And I, I, I totally, I totally know what you experiencing there you're like oh fuck i've got to grind just to get to a part where this becomes interesting it's like a job all of a sudden you know Mm. yeah interesting man well it's a very now and i've been reading some weird shit like bethesda made starfield's planets bare to make players feel small apparently like a lot of the planets don't have much on them and i'm just like okay you know i don't know i'm just like i don't know how much patience i have just to be roaming around the galaxy on empty planets, man. You know? Like, honestly. No, I, look, I understand there's limitations, but then just say there's limitations. Mm. Like, stop trying to... Like, it's like the same with the guy, the, the fucking director from the Flash movie. Oh, the graphics look wonky because we're trying to replicate what it looks like from his point of view. I don't give a fuck what it looks like from his point of view if it looks wonky. Mm. I'd rather it look cool yeah. than, than than realistic wonky if that's... if Like, that's the thing. I don't care for realism if it doesn't look cool. Like, I'm yeah. watching a superhero movie. I'm not here for the realism, buddy. Yeah. I'm here for shit to look cool. So if you want to, like, I, I get tired of these companies trying to ex, uh, claim an artistic choice yeah, yeah. Or, or something when it's just a limitation of we didn't have the skill to do it, we didn't have the time to do it, we didn't yeah. have the resource to do it, whatever the fuck it is. Mm. Just just own it. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. stop trying to make, make it like it was an artistic choice. Yeah, you're hitting hard, Rich. I like it, man. You're hitting real hard. And you're fucking hitting winners from all sides of the court. Um, yeah. Hey, deal with it, uh, fucking Bethesda. Well, we'll see. Uh, look, I'll tell you what. I was right on the fence of buying an Xbox for this fucking game. And um, I still probably will at some point. But it's definitely not on my um, to-do list to start up. In fact, when I finish Witcher 3, I'm going to play Baldur's Gate 3. 
um, I'm all set for that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I've got to play that at some point, but yeah, I yeah. I'm, 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 I'm all. Got to find, I got to find the time because that's a time. That's a real fucking time. Well, thing. fucking Witcher has been as well. And by the way, can I just mention, Rich? I I think I mentioned last time that I finally fucking um co- completed that uh, the Gwent quest. I got the pest control quest where I killed every and I deliberately. I I was a masochist, Rich. There are two options. You can go to Skellig, which is like a like an archipelago of islands, and and get the monsters' nests there to get this achievement called Pest Control. And there are apparently five nests there. I didn't realize there were so few. Or you can do what I did and go to the main continent and uh, kill about thirty. And uh, little Davy stupidly didn't check. It, it, the achievement says you can either do it in Skellig or Villain, which is the main you know the main continent. I stupidly thought, oh, they're going to be scattered all around the islands, really hard to find. I don't even know why I thought that, because there are, there are fast travel points on all the islands, but I just stupidly thought, I thought, I'll do it on the main continent. Started doing it, and I was like, fuck, there's a lot of these things. This is taking me, like, a couple of days. And then then I did the research, and I'm like, there were five on the fucking islands, Dave. You could have done it in about, you could have knocked it over in an hour. Instead, mm. I had to do 30, and I'm fucking going, and just, you know, I, I'm, I'm cross-referencing against the fucking internet, uh, I'm I'm just doing so much fucking work, but the the sense of just pure achievement and victory when I unlocked it, I was so happy. I I got the final monster's nest, and I hit it, and that and the achievement popped up, and the dopamine was just coursing through my brain, and I was like, oh yeah yeah, and I was like yeah. <laughs> I- I had a I had a similar uh, cool experience where because you know that I play uh, like Final Fantasy and all that sort of stuff yes. and uh, Alicia started playing it as well oh. and um, in the game you can get uh, commendations oh. from other people when you group up and you do like dungeons and raids and stuff and all that now usually I play as a tank so I, I do fairly get like commendations and all that sort of stuff but um, I've also been sort of leveling a ninja right because oh. I keep a low level character for her so I can do low level stuff with her and we did a dungeon where i'm not the tank i'm the ninja so i'm a dps and uh was the worst tank like he just dying not pulling properly at one point he died at the first boss and i literally as a ninja as a dps almost soloed the boss and killed him he died at the last boss and the rest of us had to solo and I got my two, I got two commendations for that, oh. which gave me the 500, which gave me an achievement, which gave me a golden mount. Wow. <laughs> Did it, man? And I was like, it's so funny that the, the, the thing that got me the achievement was me playing a DPS, <laughs> saving a dungeon run from a really bad tank when I normally play tank. I just thought that was pretty, that, that was pretty funny and almost very rewarding in a way. Like, yeah, man. Well, <laughs> was like, unexpected as, as well. Tank. Unexpected. You wouldn't have been expecting it, you know? Well, no, I'm going in saying I can't have a break from tanking. I can just, you know, switch off, do some fucking DPS. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let someone else tank it. And I get the worst tank in the bloody world. Like, it's funny. That is funny, man. But it's always good when you when you achieve something, though. Like, you know, w- w- whether you get all the achievements, the cards or whatever, it's just yeah. really... Oh, yeah. It's satisfying to, to have an achievement pop. Uh, well, especially it when it's an achievement... It's an achievement that you've actually worked for, not exactly. one of these, like... Oh, you got an achievement because you finished the chapter. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Or, oh, you finished the tutorial. Here's an achievement. It's yes. like, no, I don't, I don't want, I don't want those shitty achievements. No. Give me actual achievements for being awesome. Hundred percent agree with you, and and that's exactly how it felt. It felt like I got, I felt like 
a couple of the ones that I've earned have been hard fought. Like, they weren't easy. Like, getting all the cards was not easy. You know, like, that was a fucking grind. And it took a lot of fucking effort. And I was just so fucking happy with myself. Like, I was just sickeningly happy with myself. But Shell was like, oh, my God, can just get a room. You know, like, <laughs> I was just bragging <laughs> about it. No time for your shit. I was just bragging about it. No matter how cool it is. Oh, man, yeah. But, like, it's what it's all about, man. Uh, at the end of the day. Now, uh, my single abduction, by the way, I picked up my, my Arctic Bat came in, my Arctic Bat Trooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked fantastic. And my Captain America 60th Anniversary Marvel Legends figure and my Savage Hulk Legends figure came in, and they are beautiful. Um, the cap is just fantastic. Like, he's just... I'd say he's perfect, you know? I think he's, mm-hmm. the, I think he's the 60th Anniversary. It's the classic cap. You know, like the proper classic, like no messing around with Cap. And um, the, the Hulk is just perfect. The green Savage Hulk. Um, I'm so happy with them. So that was really good. Because I've got like about four Hulks. I've got Joe Fixit. I've got, yeah, Grey Hulk. Just in Marvel Legends, I've got, uh, I've got, a, I've got a big Grey Hulk. Then I've got another green Hulk. And now I've got this green Savage Hulk, which is a bit bigger. And then, I, then I've also got a couple of figures of Hulk as well. So I'm pretty well represented by Hulk. I've got a zombie Hulk. I've got ultimate Hulk. And I think I've got another green Hulk. So I've got about six Hulks. Yeah. Why not? Hulk fiend you. Well, I've just built them up over the years, man. Like, I don't get rid of them, the Hulks. I, I'm like, fuck it, I keep them, you know? Um, I, I reckon they're, I reckon it's a cool figure. Uh, now, Rich, I want you to introduce this bullshit Mortal Kombat. And uh, by the way, I'm fucking pumped for the Mortal Kombat game that's going to be coming out. Oh, it's out already, I think, bro. Oh, is it really? I'm going to pick it up. Um, okay, well, that's great news. But what the fuck was this ad I watched? Oh, the, uh, so (laughs) I think it's funny that we're not only are we rebooting and remaking old movies Mm. and TV shows, we're now rebooting and remaking old ads. So most most Mortal Kombat fans will remember back in the day in the nineties, basically when they had the like when Mortal Kombat was coming to console, you know, the first time coming for consoles, Mortal Kombat One, they had the ad where everyone was like running in the streets, and then the one kid, you know, is like goes Mortal Kombat, and it was a massive ad, very popular. Well, they've decided why don't we do that, but fifty times more. Let's just have everyone yelling Mortal Kombat, you know, because that's what they loved about it. Just a kid scream Mortal Kombat. So let's just have everyone, including Dave Bautista, mm-hmm. screaming Mortal Kombat, giving each other pep talks uh, about, you know, about the way of the world and the warrior. And I was like, this is the cringiest fucking I thought it was the thing. latest thing I've seen in the 90s that was, like, edgy mm. and, like, cool, and you corporatized it, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, it was such a bad one. And just got all these lamos. You know what I mean? Mm. Like... At least in the original ad, it was all 90s kids, you know, with the fucking sweater over the, the T-shirt with the baggy jeans and the sure. fucking Doc Martens. You know, at least they were all looked... Here, yeah, it's like a barista, a yeah. fucking orchestra, yeah. trombone, a fucking, you know, um, dad at the park with the a, baby. A woman with the yeah. fucking pottery. You know what I mean? It's just so lame. I get the look. It's for everyone. I get it. But, man, it just seems more lame compared to the original one. Seems it seemed very fucking lame, dude. I watched it just before the show, and I was like, I already hate. I mean, I've got to be honest. I'm not a Dave Batista fan. Like, honestly, I just there's something yeah, about I don't blame you. there's something about the guy that just 
I, I, look, I don't hate him, but I just don't get the hype. But the ad is just, I mean, it's appalling. Like, it's it's awful. It's trying to be, it's it's trying to pretend like all these, like the whole fucking world is dying for Mortal Kombat. It's, you know, like every section of the fucking planet. It's not the true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a market for Mortal Kombat, but it doesn't incorporate every fucking person on the earth. You know, yeah, and- I mean, that, that ad, the original ad that came out, that's when Mortal Kombat was like a phenomenon. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that it just came out. It was coming onto home consoles for the first time. It was a phenomenon. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. Yes, is Mortal Kombat popular now? Yes, but it's not It's not the phenomenal thing it was yeah. back in the day. Because you've had fucking 20 Mortal Kombat since then. Well, you know what I mean? I mean like, I'm looking, but, but also, I'm looking forward to the fucking game. But like... No, of course I am. That's what I said. It's popular, but it's not as... It's it's it doesn't have the same um, cachet, yeah, or, or pedigree that it had when oh. it first came on the scene. Because again, it was so fresh, it was so new. Yeah, no one had seen a fighting game where you rip people's heads off and punch holes in them sure. and you know kick them onto spikes and shit and all that. You know what I mean? It was and and real sprites. You know what I mean? Oh. Like people that look kind of realish and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of copycats, but. At that time, that's a... But, you know, again, Mortal Kombat has been around for, you know, decades now. Oh. It's still popular. It's still a, a, a sort of juggernaut. But you don't have that same feeling of when it first came out of... No. Damn, like, shit, this city's, like, fucking real, you know, like... I'd love to know how that. popular it is amongst younger people. You know, like the kids, the teenagers and stuff. Like, are they playing it like we played it when back in the 90s? Like, um, I, I'd love to I, know. I think they are. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, but, but here's my point to that ad. Okay, I hate what they did. But what they did was they buried the lead, which is the fucking game, until the very end of the ad. So they had the world's lamest ad that just is... I, I just don't think impresses anybody other than... No, the, they, didn't even, they didn't even have any scenes no, cut in between, uh, no, you know, exactly. showing you gameplay or anything like that. And, and the gameplay's so cool now. Like, it looks so much better than it looked back in 1995 or whenever it was that we were playing it, you know? Mm. And they they bury that at the very end of the ad, and you're like, why wouldn't you lead with this? Like, we don't need endless scenes that are just so... They're so corporate committee room. It almost feels like 20 years ago someone's trying to pitch this kind of stuff. Like, it was really cliched. Yeah. Really, and doing the whole deputies to give him the speech of, of your old special. He was horrible. Like, it's like, oh, God, this is so, like, your mom's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it was really bad, man. Like, um, as an ad, for, for, for what is such a cool property, and the cool thing about this game is that it's rebooting everything completely which is cool from a Mortal Kombat perspective, you know, the storyline and stuff. And it was such a cool jumping on point, you know, for those who are, like, really pumped up about the story. But I don't know. I just I just felt like this ad, it's what they should have done, if they were going to do that live-action thing, I would have had one scene in the library at the start and then, boom, into the, into the visuals. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I wouldn't have just stretched it and stretched it they just kept stretching it and needlessly. And then right at the end, some, some gameplay. But right at the end of this very long, bad, boring ad, I, I, um, I'd give the ad like a, a, a 2 out of 10. What I saw of the game, I was like, man, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm going to buy it. But like, I, was yeah, buying yeah. It, I was buying it before this fucking ad, you know? Um, I'm, not on the, I'm not on the... Like a game like Starfield, I'm on the precipice of 
will I get an Xbox? Will I to play the game? You know, I'm right on that. You know, I'm on the I'm on the edge point, and and what I'm hearing is I'm almost like, well, it doesn't sound like it's so desperate. With Mortal Kombat, I'm way over the edge. I'm buying that game automatic. That's an automatic, you know. Mm. But 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 for those out there, that's that's just me. There are plenty of people out there because games are expensive. I understand that, um, and you know, some people are on limited income and they can only afford you know a couple of games. Uh, if you're right on the edge of this, that ad ain't selling anything. You know, mm. like it's just failing. If anything, it's just embarrassing because, as you say, it feels like this one's been put together by you know Grandpa. You know, like trying well, to for 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 other news. Uh, basically, uh, Megan Fox mm. is going to be uh, voicing um, uh, Natara. Who's Natara, by the way? Oh, that's the. If you remember, that's the character I completely forgot existed. When we were reviewing the movie, she appeared in one Mortal Kombat game. Okay. Uh, which I fuck, I think it was the very first 3D okay. one, I think, right about there. Like, I literally forgot that character existed. Like, no joke. Like, a, a chick with wings and was in one game fucking decades oh, ago. Right. I okay. forgot about her. So she's been voiced by Megan Fox. Now, to me, I want to be a little bit edgy, I want to be a little bit cool. Maybe make an ad with Megan Fox. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Or on top of that, another thing: uh, uh, Johnny Cage is getting a Jean-Claude Van Damme skin oh, cool. in the game to make him look like Jean-Claude Van Damme. So you could have even had Jean-Claude Van Damme promoting the game in some kind of like Bloodsport homage. Did Jean-Claude Van Damme Van Damme play him at some point? No, 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 no. So the game originally, back in the day, the Johnny Cage character was supposed to be the hero. And they wanted to get Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, they wanted him to be Johnny Cage right. in, in the game. Because remember, they were using real um, uh, sprites. You know, they were yeah. filming real people. Mm. They actually wanted that to be Jean-Claude Van Damme and he to be the hero mm. of the story. But they never got him. Mm. And obviously, they then changed it and they made it that Liu Kang was the kind of hero after the first game. Because, I mean, I don't think they specified who was the hero in the first game. Sure. It was only when they got to Mortal Kombat 2 that they were kind of like, oh, it's Liu Kang. He's the, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the actual whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, for years and years, apparently, they've been trying to get um, JCVD involved in the Mortal Kombat, and they finally got it. And cool. you're now going to be able to get a skin that makes uh, Johnny Cage look like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I think that that is cool. Um, yeah, uh, well, but why wouldn't you... I don't know. What a waste to get Megan Fox and then not use her in the ad, you know? What a well, waste. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what a yeah. waste, really, with such a cool fucking game that's such a big hit, you know, to, 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 to instead of going into the gameplay or creating like a mini movie in the ad, you know, so with live action, like a live action scene with um, Megan Fox and whoever, you know, to instead do this really lame sort of in the real world shit, like. You, you, do you know what I mean? They, they 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 deliberately didn't go into the fantastic awesomeness of the actual game. They went into the just super lame, generic, sort of real world. Yeah, like, and is kind of like not. I mean, she's not a vampire, but I mean, she's kind of like vampire, like uh, aesthetic. You know, yeah. blood sucking, all that sort of stuff. You could have definitely done something with Megan Fox. Yeah, hundred percent. You could have. Like, it, it doesn't. It, you know, it's not. It's not. 
we're not saying anything here that's that amazingly fucking insightful, this, you know? But you know what I mean? But Okay, so you know how, like, they've kind of, like, the, the people have kind of said that, like, a, a, as good as Mortal Kombat is, mm. it has lost its edge. Mm. Oh, it's edginess over the years, right? Sure. Uh, the, the, the characters are wearing far more clothes now than they ever have, you know, um, uh, both male and female, you know what I mean? People are just, like, um, it, it, it's lost a bit of its sex appeal kind of thing and all that. Mm. So it, 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 when I joke saying that's your mom's Mortal Kombat, it kind of has been, it has become a bit more tamer. Mm. But if that was, if this was still true Mortal Kombat, yeah, I think you would have done a little, something a little bit more edgy with a Megan Fox or something mm. um, to make people talk about your ad, you know what I mean? To be like, oh, that's inappropriate or... Make people give a shit as well, you know? No, like, he wouldn't, but I'm saying for a Mortal Kombat to not cause a little bit of, yeah. you know, oh my, from people, yeah. is it really Mortal Kombat then? Like, Yeah, totally agree, man. I, they could have done so much more. It's a really bad ad. At the end of the day, there's just no getting away from that. At the end of the day, it's just a, it's just a bad ad. Um, I'll still buy the game, but I'm almost... Just feel like. Oh, I mean, we're planning on buying the game before the ad even came out. Yeah, exactly. So, now, like, so like, we waited for the ad to decide. No, and apparently the game comes out like uh, in about a week. I, I was looking at it online. September, oh, okay. September. I was in JB Hi-Fi on Monday and I saw it on the shelf with the price ticket on it. So really, I don't know. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't a pre-order? No, it was not in the pre-order section. It was in the. Okay. Well, it's got here that it's coming out on, on September nineteenth. Okay. Unless they didn't do a good enough job saying pre-order on it because they put it at the, like an on an end cap okay. with a well, price on it with the, the, nothing that said pre-order. That's super interesting. Anyway, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I will be getting it, and there will be a game review, and I'm um, looking forward to it as well, man. Like, um, fucking love that franchise. Um, now, you've also got some you've got some Wizard of the Coast news, Rich, and this this yeah, this yeah, I'm bringing you Wizard of the Coast news, baby. This um, this one almost killed me, Rich. Take us through it, man. Well, in in uh, Wizard <laughs> of the Coast, uh, Coast, um, <laughs> what do you want to call it? Uh, crusade. Yeah, lameness. To uh, <laughs> to to protect all the <laughs> fifis and to uh, scour history uh, for all the wrongdoings. Right. Uh, they've decided <laughs> that the word tribal is now offensive. <laughs> Um, and must be scrubbed from all games and law, and they will tribal. create a made-up word. What is wrong uh, with the word tribal? tribal? Since when is tribal offensive? Probably they, since yesterday. I've never heard anyone ever say that. Like, well, like, they've done their research, Dave. They've they've <laughs> right. scoured the world and 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 polled, yeah, and they've, uh, they've come to the census uh, uh, or the consensus that um, tribal is an offensive word now. It causes people pain and heartache to oh, hear the Jesus. word tribal. Wow. So, Dave, please don't ever call someone tribalistic, okay? No. Let's not ever talk about tribalism, please. Wizards of the just... Toast. I, I just want to type this in. Wizards of the Toast, tribal. <laughs> but I don't understand what they're like. This is all related to their orcs and stuff. We've stopped using the word tribal in R&D as numerous consultants have stressed it carries negative connotations. So now we use typal to mean creature-type mattering typal. mechanically. Okay. Typal. Mm, that's the that word, type, typal. What a fucking lame fucking thing. You know, like, how more lame can it get, really? You know? Probably a lot more lame if they keep going, buddy. It's just so fucking funny. And and it just doesn't make any sense, you know? Like, it just... 
They are so lost now, really. They have just lost themselves that much that they just don't know what they're doing. You know, everything is offensive. Like, God, like, why put anything out at all? You just, you, they, they, you, they, they've managed to scare themselves, it feels like. Like, does anyone really care about all this shit? You know, it's just so fucking lame. I, I'm, I'm, I can't even say I'm offended. I'm more just, like, shocked at just, at just how bad it is, Rich. You know, it, it, mm. it, I've actually got to that point now where I'm like, I can't believe that this is where we are. Like, this is, that the, the, the word, like, tribal in the context of the Wizard of the Coast, I'm thinking, like, orc tribes and stuff, goblin tribes, whatever, um, they've decided is, um, is, you know, problematic. Because from a, from a certain angle, you know, like, you, you could justify almost anything is problematic. You know what I mean? Like, if you wanted to be so stupid about it, you know, like... Everything can be problematic if you want it to be. That's what I mean. You can convince yourself that anything is. Like, and I saw I saw an interview recently with the guy that was... Uh, he played the main character in Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Uh, he, well, not interview, he was on a podcast or something. Mm. And he was talking about the, the episodes that <laughs> were problematic and, problem, and, you know, and stuff and all that. And I thought to myself, Jesus, yeah, Christ, Jesus Christ, can we please stop... Going back twenty fucking years or more, mm. and 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 looking to 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 point out flaws. It's a TV show or whatever. It's makeup. It's made believe stuff. It's meant to be funny. It's meant to be over the top, yeah. wacky, yeah. stupid shit that would not happen in real life. That's the whole point of these bloody. I mean, for for God's sake, isn't Saved by the Bell where he can stop fucking time? I have no idea. Is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one where he can like stop time. And then he talks to the camera and all that. And I'm like, you, you, it's like, oh, my God, can we just please stop looking at things with our modern sensibilities and mm. judging it, uh, you know what I mean, mm. for, for all of its sins and all that? It's a different time, for God's sakes, man. Yeah. A no, much okay. better time, I'll, I'll say. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you can say it, man. I think you're right, dude. Like, um, yeah, it, it, it's just lame. And I think a lot of the we used to mock the the the, the over religious people and the, mm. the the mums and all that who used to be like oh my like that yeah. think of the children you know yeah. the old Simpsons joke think of the children shit and all that we used to mock those people mm. and now those are, are, are those same people who should be turning around mocking them are now the ones complaining about fifis oh yeah they're, and, they're, they're, you know cl- I mean? they're clutching their pearls man you know they're clutching their pearls and they're just like oh my god. Um, I do feel as well that it is still it's a it, it's a minority voice that's been given far too much freedom, you know, and I I just think it's ridiculous, honestly. But I also think the people who are running Wizards of the Coasts they're actually as guilty as anybody because I think that they're almost feeding into this hysteria. Like, yes, I mean, what are they so scared of anyway? Like. Really, the player base... Yes, there is a radical element to the player base that loves all this shit, but there's also a huge amount of their player base that they're, you know, actually actively sort of pushing away, you know? And I just think it's oh, cra- yeah. it's crazy. Like, there's no need for that. There's not a vast amount of people, not a vast amount, not, not, not a significant number that were thinking tribal was a problem. Okay, there may have been a there may have been a tiny tiny percentage of people who were kicking up about that, but you're losing more people 
than you're gaining from that, by far. Because most people like me are just like, this is just stupid, you know? And you're making, you're doing what the comic book um, but, companies but are that's doing. my point. Like, they, they, they are finding just normal English words. Yeah. And, and, and finding fault with them. Tribe is not a derogatory term. No. It's not a made-up... Like, I'm sure that every language oh. has their, um, their, their term for, for tribe. Sure. Or, or tribal. It's not some derogatory term that's made up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To, to, to insult people. <laughs> tribe is literally what people belong to. A tribe. Yeah. Right? Like, you can call it something else. Okay, so a, a soccer team. That's a tribe, in a sense. Sure. It's a modern sporting version of a tribe. And, and people you sporting... And you root for that tribe to beat the other tribe. I was like, going to say, sporting, yeah. um, sporting uh, clubs and stuff, tribalism, tribalism is massive in those. You know, supporters and stuff. You know? Yeah, but that's my point. It's not... A, it's not... I mean, tribalism can be bad sure. if, if if you do not if you excuse faults or but not the term you know, itself, uh, not the but, term itself. Yeah, but the term, yeah, but tribalism is bad, but not the word tribe. But I think you know what that it is. I think because the word tribalism has been bandied about so much oh. in the last five six years, oh. you know, people go, oh tribalism. Now they've just said, oh tribalism is a bad word. Everyone keeps using tribalism. You know, people say, "Oh, people have been tribalism. That's bad." So, tribalism is a bad word. Tribal is a bad. Women get rid of the word. It's, it's like, a, no, you it, fucking, it, well, you it, an idiot. It's a descriptor. I I don't understand it. Like, it's it's stupid to be banning these words. Like, it's it makes no sense. It's yeah. silly, and and you're creating another word, typal, which is a stupid word, made up word to mean exactly the same thing. So yeah. what, what is and the what, fucking someone point? Someone decides in 20 years that title's yeah. offensive for some reason. Like, yeah, it, they're, they're, it makes no sense. Like, I don't actually think they think it through either. That's the problem. I don't actually think they... No, can I be honest with you? I So have you heard that expression, um, get woke, go broke? I have heard it, yeah. Okay. Someone actually made a very good point, and he oh. said, that's actually wrong. Oh. What it is is... Go broke, get woke. So when you're actually floundering, when your sales are low or you're not doing well, you go sort of that woke because you're trying to garner attention, uh, get brownie points, and get it, and get those people maybe to partake in your. You know what I mean? Go, oh look at them, they're they're an upstanding one. Look at them, they're fighting the good fight. I'll go buy your merchandise, sir. Like, and I thought to myself, that's actually that's probably a probably more accurate than. Um, uh, get woke, go broke. I do think that, I think it's, they um, they are trying to make more money. And it just shows you how badly they're doing that they're willing to do oh, the shit. Yes, I mean... It, it, in, even on some more attention. Dude, in essence, whenever they're doing this shit, like most of the time, nearly all the time, it's in an effort to increase sales. But what they sort of fail with is, it's so it's normally so botched. And also this mythical audience... That they're chasing with all that stuff is not normally that massive for most for most of the markets that they're that they're pushing. You know, like oh, honestly, like I was gonna say, they're doing the same thing that the, that the big two comic guys do. Whereas I, I think the comic companies do it more cynically. I actually think Wizards of the Coast may have some actual just dunderheads in charge who fully believe this shit and are oh, and are yeah. really, really, really. Uh, they're, they're, they're just guzzling the Kool-Aid, Rich. You know, like, they're, 
They're so high in their own supply. They're so eager well, to say. I think you, you do it for so long, you probably do start to believe it. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You probably start off as a, as it's a, uh, a scam. Yeah. So to speak. But you, you, you push it for so long and you start, you know, getting a different guy. I actually think if you start actually believing it. It's like starting to believe your own hype after a while. Sure. No, I agree. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and they never learn. Like, I don't think Wizards of Coast are going to learn until they start shedding, like, literally hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, um, and it's death by a thousand cuts. Like, you, you're, you're needlessly alienating audiences when you're doing that kind of stuff. You're ne- that's needless because there's not a huge push for that. You know, there's not a huge push for that. That that isn't offensive to the vast majority of the planet and your audience. So, listen, if yeah. if somehow I, I turned on the news and there was a bunch of, um, like every single Native American was on the news claiming that tribal is an offensive word, mm. I could maybe understand you doing this, sure, uh, out of fear or something like that. But the fact that no one is. Up in arms. I've never heard a single no- protest happening at the word tribal or tribe. I've never. I heard don't. A, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand your decision making. I, I I've never heard a single, and you know how much how you know highly I think of Native American culture. I and I really do. I, I it's very a lot of interest in that culture, and I think that it's a very rich culture. Um, I just I've never heard anyone complaining about that word, like in that sense, you know. Like, hmm. at all. Like, I mean, I've heard them talk about it. Like, you know. Well, that's it. They've probably got their own word for what tribe they belong to. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They must call it each. They, they have tribes. Whatever they want to call it. Well, I've heard, I've, I've, heard, I've, heard, it, they have it. I've heard them call them tribes, and I've heard them be very proud of their tribes. You know? No, no. What, I'm you know? using the English word. Yeah. But my point is, okay, whether they use the English word or not, they have their own word for probably what tribe. Now, they may call it something slightly different, but it means the same thing is what I'm saying. Like, oh. you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. That's it. I, I do not understand. It, it's almost like they keep thinking they're getting ahead of a problem that's coming down the track. Yeah. I, 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 I think these people who've made this decision at Wizards... Uh, are idiots basically I, I, I actually am kind of slightly offended that they've done it and I, I think it's almost a bit disrespectful to actually like cultures that you know have actual tribes like Native American culture has tribes they refer to by all the different names and stuff like many cultures I'm picking one culture uh, like there's a lot of there's a lot of cultures that that you know have actual tribes and stuff like that and and as well like there's all sorts of different tribes i mean i've heard people in religious groups uh aboriginal groups or refer to their people as their tribe and stuff proudly too can i say that proudly and, and mm. rightly so and i'm actually very supportive of that um and always have been and i just think it's silly and i and i honestly think like if i'm being brutally honest this is where the PC culture actually kind of starts to really grate on me because I think they're starting to almost, in their effort to sort of try to clean up the world, Rich, they're actually kind of hurting some of the the very sort of, or, or not paying respect to some of the places where you would think they would show some respect, you know. Mm. Because let me tell you, uh, Native American culture, Aboriginal culture, etc., have all suffered greatly Um at the hands of literally, like, you know, outside forces and stuff. Like, you know, whether the rights or wrongs of it, 
It has happened. And then to try to sort of wipe away these words, like they don't exist, they're not derogatory words, I'm sorry. Um, I don't get it, man. I don't get it at all. I, I just think this is crazy. And uh, it's silly, and silly as well. I mean, I just, I, I, I guess I, I, I'd love to meet the person who thinks this was a great idea. <laughs> you know, like how I'm. I, th- pitch- I think we all would. I'm picturing someone who's so fucking high, you know, like so such a fucking drugoid that, that they think that they're they're, they're they're so spun around in their head, and we've all been there, man. You know. Uh, that they think black is white and white is black, man, and, and pink is blue and blue is pink and everything everything's all out of whack, you know, when you're real, real, real wasted. And maybe that person has managed to find it offensive. But in general, I've never heard anyone um, be offended by that term. In fact, I've heard people be proud of that term. So, you know, take that with... Take Wizards of the Coast. The fucking Wizards of the Coast, Jesus Christ, they've fallen a long way, man. You know? And can I say this as well? While I'm on this topic of Wizards of the Coast, something that really pisses me off about them, and this comes from the horse's mouth, because um, people like Margaret Weiss, who wrote all the Dragonlance books, and others who did a lot of, like, so not just her, other people who've done plenty of work, who who did the building blocks for D&D, the, uh, you know, called Dragonlance, you know, um, Spelljammers, blah, 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 all the different worlds they created... You know when Wizards of the Coast now put out their books, they don't consult with any of those people. They 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 do not use the original authors. They used to. Now they don't. They just put Why out. Why would they? they yeah. They're changing everything. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, this is what pisses me off about them. They try to be holier than thou, but really what they do is they bring in their outside fucking talent, and 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 they're just riffing off the fucking content and law, etc. That these people created, man. And and mm. and and are banking it, banging for buck on that. They're not paying any royalties to the originals, and they're not even employing them to to work on this stuff. So that is hypocrisy, fucking corporate, fucking money making in action. And here they are having the gall to turn around to everyone else and say, "Oh, we're eliminating the word tribe because it's offensive." I think what's offensive is how you've ripped off all this stuff, aren't even paying any royalties, and aren't using the creators. A lot of whom are still big names. And it's just pathetic. Like, you know, you, it's, what's that term, Rich? Virtue, virtue, virtue signaling. Virtue signaling, yeah. Yeah, I never understood what, I honestly, I, I'm an idiot. I had to be explained what it meant. But now I understand exactly what it means because it's exactly what they do. They put out these bullshit PC things so that they have a bit of a PR buff. Uh, although this is a poor example because I think a lot of people were just like, what the fuck? But, you know, they put out these things. Like when they, remember when they said um, orcs can't be evil or something, you know? And it's like, okay. You said, they were, yeah, they were going to do away with evil races. Yeah, exactly. So they do that hoping to, to buy some imaginary P, PR points. But in the mean, in meanwhile, they're busy stabbing people in the back like you wouldn't fucking believe, man, to, oh, yeah. make, to make a buck. Like, that's in brutal honesty, that's what they're doing. So mm-hmm. I have absolutely no faith in them whatsoever. They are literally devoid of any real uh, code of ethics at all. They they are bankrupt, you know, and yet, and yet they would tell you otherwise and that we're bad. I mean, I, I just Googled Native American tribes and I saw a whole stack of stuff about Native American tribes and I didn't see one fucking post about 
people complaining about. Well, it's also they hire these younger people, and then these younger people, you know, when they're looking for ideas, you know, oh, sales are down. What? Well, I can save it. We've got to, you know, we've got to change the image, or we've got to change the brand, oh. you know, blah blah blah, because you know all the stuff that you've done. It's right. It's you know, it's racism now, and sure. blah blah. You change all this, and you'll get all these younger, sure. you know, uh, and and they obviously believed it. They went along with it, and yeah. You know, I don't know how true it's been for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's bullshit, um, man. I really do. I, I think I think it's absolute bullshit. I really do. I think it, this is pretty much. Um, it's symptomatic of. I mean, I I hate that we're spending time on it, but I want to spend time on it because I want to call attention to just how fucking bad it is, and um, and you know, there's there's certain things that they'll bring up like. Dion loves to bring up the whole thing. I don't want to get into it, but like the whole thing about Oriental Adventures and the term. That at least I can understand. That is a term that uh, gets has has received its fair share of, of blowback over the years. At least there's a fucking conversation about that and a debate about that you can point to and you go, okay, fine. That's, you know, that's... Culture has moved on from that term. Okay, that I get. But tribes... It's 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 apples and oranges. You know what you know what I mean. One has been embedded in a debate since probably the eighties. This one has seems to have been invented fucking last night at ten p.m. You know. But can I be honest? I've ne- explain this to me because I've never understood it. I've never seen Oriental Oriental as a negative word. No, but I think I, I look. Yeah, so for me, growing up, the the negative stuff for Asian people was not like, oh, he's Orient or he's Oriental. It was the you know, ching chink, gook. Sure. Like sure. those were sure. the sure. derogatory terms. I've, I've never, I've never understood people who've, uh, who've no, said I that know, but is, I, is a bad word. I'm I like, th- is it? I've- I think what it ties into is it was a it was a form of othering. And uh, colonialism vestiges of that. It, it, that's what it all comes from. That's where that's where the debate stems from. At least I'm not. I'm not going to pin to rights or wrongs here. I'm just saying that's where it, it became a more. What do you say? Uh, contentious term, probably from the late. 80s. Like everything we do in life is about othering. Like I'm yeah. sorry, but well, anyway, we I, live you know, lives othering. I don't understand the. Dude, like, not, as long as, yeah. but, but but othering is is not in itself bad. Like you know, like to me, calling something Oriental, it's not bad to me. It's it's not it's no, not a negative uh, othering. I, it's more of just like, oh hey, th- th- that's a that's a different world yes. than from where we come from. Is you know, it's Oriental. It's it's um. um well, I what think, do you want to call I think like, a lot of it um, had to do. I think a lot of it had to do with uh, it was used by a lot of the colonials, especially the British. Uh, when it came to dealing with the Asian world during the expansion into that region, blah, 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 by the Western powers, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's all to do with that. So all I'm saying is I'm not going to litigate it here because I honestly don't care. But I'm just saying, at least in that sense, there has been a conversation since the late 80s. That's all I'm saying here. So, okay, whatever, you know, but... um, And we've moved on, and you'll use terms more like Asian and stuff, whatever. But my point is, tribes... Is not tribes is used all the time. I'm, I'm going to get off the topic now because I'm sick of it. But I'm kind of pissed about it because I think that clown who thought typer was a better fucking word is just using that word to describe exactly the same thing. So it's soup. It's so stupid, you know. 
Um, I'm so sorry that you don't like tribes, but did you have to fucking try to wreck D and D a bit more? Like, you know that that that's also what pisses me off. You know, why does this fucker have to be in charge of D and D? You know. Like, yeah, well, again, that's what I said. I mean, you know, the, the we generally complain when they did it back in the day with the censorship and you can't say this on TV, you can't say that, and sure. you've got to take out blood and all that. You know, we, we railed against that. I don't understand how more people can't be railing against this sort of censorship, this sort of, like, you know... Uh, uh, oh, I think a fair Changing things for their, their perceived offense, offensiveness. Because remember, that's what people... It's offensive to have that on TV. It's offensive for kids to see that. You know what I mean? And we mock those people. Mm. So we should be mocking these same bloody people. Well, I am. I am. That are doing this stuff. No, but I'm saying like like society needs to do it more. We did it sure. back in the day. Sure. We mocked them for their pearl clutching. Well, we need to mock these people for their bloody pearl clutching. I'm sorry. I, like, I agree. I agree with you, Rich. You, you've, hit, you've hit the fucking... You've hit it out of the fucking park, man. You've hit it out of the fucking park, Rich. Basically. It's a fucking joke. Anyway, let's get off it because I'm sick of it. It's bullshit. Um, anyway, <laughs> you, I do appreciate that you bring me these news, though, Rich, because I never would have seen this in my life. Um, sad news. The Saints uh, Row Studio Volition has been closed down effective immediately as part of the Embracer Group restructuring. Wow, I mean, that is last... That, is, that, is that sad news? Well, I used to love Saints Row, but Jesus Christ... Yeah, I, that but last... they haven't made a good game since then. I mean, they... Yeah. They made a game after Saints Row. Fuck, what was it called? I can't remember what it was called now. Where you played as agents or something like that. Uh, Mayhem something. Right. Agents of Mayhem. Yeah, that was it. I think it was called Agents of Mayhem. Shitty game. And then they made a new reboot of a shitty um, Saints Row. So I don't know what's so sad about them getting yeeted. Man, I used to love the original Saints Row, those first couple of games. man. They were a lot of fun. You know, back in the day. Jesus, I love them, man. Like, they were sort of like GTA done a bit more crazy. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. It was it was basically GTA on crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, uh, think of it as like, um, it kind of almost started, it, it started off kind of serious like it. Mm. Like, if you, if you actually go back and play the first Saints Row, mm. it is kind of just a GTA clone. Yeah, it's similar. But when you get to, like, Saints Row 2 and 3, then it becomes like a parody yeah. Yeah. Of, of, like, GTA and all that. And that's where it became, it got its own uh, uh, voice and, and style and all that sort of stuff. And people loved it from there. And it, I mean, it got so ridiculous that you were the president yeah, yeah. of America and then fighting aliens and shit. Like, that's just how over the top it just kept escalating. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. Like, but um, instead, they were like, oh, let's reboot it. Instead of, you know, cr- <laughs> instead of these funny, quirky criminals, you know, with their foul language and sex talk and drugs and shit, we're going to have it as four college fucking friends bitching and moaning about their student loans and shit. And you're like, are you kidding me? Is that what it became? Yeah, that's what it was. Wow. Really? (laughs) No lie, man. No lie. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Like, that sounds... I don't know, man. Look, I I, I understand that these 
things you've always got to change and try to keep up with the times and stuff i don't know but like that just sounds so fucking stupid like you know to me at least like i played the original i probably played the first three i reckon i played the first three and i never loved them as much as gta but they were a good game to play when the new gta wasn't out you know and they were fun i mean it was just fun throwaway stuff like you know to me they were the ultimate in almost almost mindless fun you know Mm. Um, which, like, frankly, was appealing at that period in time, Rich, wasn't it? Like, we used to throw games on. Not every game had to be fucking Witcher-level depth, you know? Like, no, well, I mean, I enjoyed playing Earth Defense Force back in the day, you know what I mean, where it was yeah. just literally just you're killing giant fucking ants and spiders and stuff as, you know, yeah. um, and, and that's it. You just shoot them. I mean, one of my favorite franchises of all time is Dynasty Warriors, mm. which is literally just a... Uh, what they call a Musou game, where you basically just kick the shit out of thousands of guys on the screen mm. in, in in a over the top uh, battle historical battle scenario. Like, pfft. yeah, man, sounds good. It was fucking fun. Like, that's all I cared about. Like, how many guys can I twirl in the air at the same time? <laughs> I love it, Rich. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, no, that's that's great. Now, Rich, we've got a contentious. Uh, uh, show segment coming up. It's called Wheel on Fire, Rich. And, oh, Jesus Yeah, Christ. and this is the breakdown of Wheel of Time. Uh, we watched the first episode last night of Wheel of Time Season 2. Um, Michelle was extremely confused. Um, a very unengaging first episode, can I say that, for a new season. Um, it was like a stillbirth. It was just like... Really slow, barely anything happened. Like, it was just, ah, oh, wow. It was really I, I, some of the slowest TV I've ever experienced, in my opinion. What did, well, you, what did you think? I, I, yeah, fucking definitely boring. Absolutely <laughs> fucking boring. I, I wanted to actually slip my wrist watching it um, when I just kept looking at the time going, fuck. How much like, longer can this go on? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I was even like, I was like, oh, should I just watch all three in one go? And then after the, I was like, fuck, I'm not watching another one this week. Um, I'm definitely not doing that. But one thing I've got to say, no, look, I never really got into the books. Um, I think you did. Yes. I didn't realize the books were this bad. Like I did not realize how, I thought these were supposed to be good books. They're pretty formulaic. But if, if I'm going off of the show, I have no idea why people like these books, honestly. Uh, they're, they're not, uh... Like, they're hard to, they're sort of hard to describe. Like, they're not bad per se. He, he, he's an excellent world builder, um, and he has some really cool moments. What lets him down is very clunky, uh, not just dialogue, but just clunky characterization in general. Um, also, this, this, by the way, though, this show doesn't do a great job in sort of um, displaying the books to their fullest, I find. Like, I don't watch this show, and yes, I do get... Like, when I watched the movie Dune, for example, it's a fucking great adaptation of the first half of the first book. It's beautifully done. This is not the same. They change stuff. They extend stuff that's not really in the book. They delete a lot of stuff. Like, they make a lot of changes in Wheel of Time, the TV show, and... Yeah, they're certainly, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, 
the the books definitely have their problems. Like, definitely have their problems. That, that's that, that, that no mistake about that. But, um, yeah, show- but this makes me think the books are awful, dude. Like, yeah, like amateur books or something. Like, I'm sorry, I I don't like. I actually it's like I uh, when I watched when I m- much younger like twenty years ago when I actually watched the Harry Potter mm. movies I actually was like oh, I think I might want to check out these books mm. I watched the show and I'm sorry I do not want to check out the books no. there's nothing about the show that's like you know oh wow yeah. I want to continue this I want to I, I want to read the books and see how much better this gets you know or yeah or, or I'm like no if this is the books <laughs> like if this is them being like if the, if they faithful. And this is what the books are. I I don't want to read them. <laughs> well, yeah. Look, the, the books are also a slog. I, I don't know. I like the books in a way that they're relaxing to read. I don't know. This show isn't great, though. Can I be honest? Like, I, I, I well, think the acting is also pretty like mediocre as well. But also, even, yeah. even what's the name uh, who's in it? Um, like, probably like the biggest name in it is. Comes across as like, oh, she's not good. Just getting a paycheck, basically. You know what yeah, I mean? Is what yeah, it feels like. Yeah, she's. Yeah, I, I don't think Rosamund Pike, whatever her name is, does a lot really. Um, Rosamund, no, Rosamund Pike. Rosamund like yeah, Pike, anyway, whatever yeah. her name is, I just don't feel like she gives a shit. <laughs> That's the feeling I get anyway. But for the first episode of a season, I mean, talk about not hitting the ground running. You know, like it was like the opposite. It was like let's be really slow, let's be really sort of like dull. Like, no, I, I mean, I was like, I don't blame Michelle when she was like, this is so confusing and so boring. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't disagree, you know. Um, but there were elements. Watching, and, and also, right at the start, are they trying to make the bad guys, like, sympathetic now all of a sudden? Like, when the little girl goes in, like comes into their place where they're all having that meet, secret meeting, which... They don't even like get into it, or like, uh, you know, I mean, give you any sort of like indication yeah. of what's happening there, or why you should care. But then he's like patting the bloody face of the thing that's probably just slaughtered another village, and I'm like, are you? Am I supposed to feel well, like? No, he's one of the bad guys, though. I think. I yeah, think. no, but the way he's talking to the girl is like we're supposed to feel sympathetic towards these. Yeah. These murderous creatures. I'm like, I'm like, are they supposed to be sympathetic? These creatures, or. <laughs> <laughs> is this one of those things where race can't be pure evil or pure bad? Like, <laughs> uh, well, new ones. I will say this: in in like, what he I was explaining this to Michelle because she was like, "What are those creatures in black?" I go, "They're basically his version of the ring rats." He wasn't subtle, you know. Um, when he does the first book, uh, Robert Jordan, he very clearly based it very, very closely on the prototype and formulas of Fellowship of the Ring, you know? Like, mm. like very closely, in a sense. Like, And what he then does from that is he then starts to weave in a lot more of his own stuff uh, on top of that, so that it's almost like he's a really good world builder. I will say that. He's, he's up there with Tolkien in that sense. Like, he's, he really is. And he starts building stuff in that you would imagine a Tolkien could have done if he'd been sort of motivated to do it, like, later on down the line. And he is very good at that. That's his actually his biggest strength, um, but he's a very slow, plodding author. 
who just is re- like, and it's that's reflected in you. You you could cut book two, The Great Hunt, down considerably and get a pretty lean, mean show out of it. You know, he 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 has a lot of fluff in those books, like a lot of fluff, like hundreds of pages of fluff. Um, and but what they do in this show at least to my, you know, viewing or watching it, is they sort of skirt around the edges of the story. They don't really they don't really let you feel anything about this great world that he's built. Like it's almost like I'm sure it's not a cheap show, but it feels like it. Mm. Um I don't know. It's definitely missing an X factor. They're definitely not doing the books justice and the books have problems of their own. But having read Two of them, and has started the third one. Um, I will say, I, I I don't feel like as of yet the show has really gone anywhere close to the, to really doing justice to the best parts of the books. I don't think it's a particularly good show, actually. To be honest, I I, I think it's it's failing in its mission. It's kind of halfway there, but I don't know. It's <sighs> They haven't done a great job of adapting them, you know. I mean, dude, the the quest for the Horn of Valia is barely mentioned in that first episode, which is one of the more interesting things, you know. Like they're not that first episode to me is everything a first episode shouldn't be. A first episode shouldn't be slow, boring, sad, which is what that mm. one was. That was just if if I had to use keywords to describe what I watched, slow, boring, and sad. Now that most people going to be like no thanks you know you, you, yep agreed yeah so that's that's my um assessment of that and it needs to improve i'll watch at least the first three they're out on amazon um because like there's not a ton of tv out at the moment and you know we're watching it but michelle struggled and she's very much a casual and she was just like i have no idea what's going on and i said <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you i don't blame you because they're not explaining it she 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 made the point and she she asked me to mention this on the show she said what these shows need to do is explain better who people are, what's going on in the context of the show to kind of dumb it down a bit and make it more accessible for just your casual viewer, you know? Mm. And and this completely failed. I mean, this was like, Jesus Christ, if you weren't paying attention in season one, good luck in the, and knowing what the fuck's happening in season two, you know? Um, yeah, so poor episode. Now, this is funny. Michael Kellishim, he, he goes back, and we have some listeners who do this. He go back and listen to old Signals uh, episodes. And um, he went memory lane. Starved of Signal content, he re-listened to episode 42, Rich, from December of 2017, which is hilarious. Um, and so these are highlights and observations. Now, what are we up to, Rich, now? Are we up to episode two. Three five or something or three two six yeah three two six three two six yeah okay so this is a long time ago so twenty seventeen highlights and observations firstly Dave proclaimed the summer of Dave which I generally do most summers um, but I was really enjoying that summer that was my summer of watching all the Clint Eastwood movies I, I watched them just through the whole summer I was calling it the summer of Dave um, Dave and the first main man Stu R.I.P. Stu made a list of their top movies of 2017 and had difficult time because there were so many to name. Um, God, it feels like we don't have that problem now. Um, the trade of the week was Steve Englehart's Batman Strange Apparitions, a- Apparitions, which both declared one of the top three trades of the year. Yes, it was very good, actually. 
Have you read that one, Rich? The the Steve Englehart um, Batman collection. Don't know. Oh, it's great. It's 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 like his. I forget who the artist was. He had a, he had a he teamed up with an artist who was oh god, it's like a famous artist. It was they were like they were like a um. It wasn't um. It wasn't Denny O'Neill. Well, not Denny O'Neill. It wasn't Neil Adams, but it was someone like that, like a like a big name. Um, and and they famously did all this Batman ticket. Oh, Marshall Rogers. Marshall Rogers. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great read. Uh, and they heavily based um, Batman eighty nine on it as well. Um, then there were the first mentions of calls for a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Uh, back in this is before the Snyder Cut, but obviously Just League had come out bombed, and people then wanted the you know wanted the the real thing. Rich, if you remember, like the whole Snyder Cut you know fiasco. Remember that, Rich? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 Sadly, I do. Well, they and they actually got their fucking wish as well. It was a case where they the fucking crazies finally got their fucking you know dream. <laughs> Hooray for them! But, but it's like careful what you wish for sometimes, kids. You know. Like you know, that's mm. that that's that's to me the funny part, um, but anyway. And then there's a, here's a hilarious thing, and I think I remember this. Dave encouraged people to get plastic surgery to look like the Joker. <laughs> I actually vaguely remember. Wow. I vaguely remember. I, there was a reason that I was saying that, but you know what I'm like, Rich. You know, when I get a crazy idea in my head and then decide that that's just the way to go. You've you've probably uh, heard- yeah, yeah. When you decide that everyone must do that except for you. Well, the thing is, Rich, you know with me, sometimes I just I just I just I just get entranced with the notion, you know? And then I just think like let's just do it. Let let's let all these fuckers do this. Like let's get fucking wild. And you know, in fairness, I did it. I, I said it and you know what? If people started doing it, I'd I'd be thrilled. I, I wouldn't hold anyone back. Like, fuck it, why not, man? Like you know, like, what, who are we to say, like, that it's the wrong thing to do? You know, think of all the idiots out there getting all the plastic surgery, you know, and all the Botox and all the bullshit they get done. What if some crazy bastard got done like the Joker and went around like the Joker? It'd be awesome. You know, like, I'd fucking be down for it, man. Like, down the clown with that kind of shit, man. Would you enjoy that, Rich, if people were like the Joker? I'm not saying they have to go around committing murders and stuff, but, like... If you just had like gangs and stuff of people in like Joker makeup doing hijinks and stuff, like <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I'd enjoy it, man. You know, I'd be like, I sort of like, I'd like to wild west it a bit sometimes. You know, like let's get a little bit fucking crazy. Like everyone's so in their own fucking lane, man. Like why not let some real lunatics out there, like. Get the Joker makeup, get the face paint on. I'm not saying they have to go around gassing people and spraying acid out of flowers and stuff, but just some funsters on the side of the road, man. You know, because there's a lot of people out there with nothing to lose, man, you know? So get some of those crazies out there. And maybe you pay them a small fee. They can be like clowns, man, you know, to the next level. Like when you walk into the subway or something, you see a few Jokers guys doing little backflips and stuff and Joker no, girls. I'm good. You're not feeling it? No. I, 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 why would I enjoy that? I have no idea why I would enjoy that. <laughs> I just think it'd be entertaining. Like, you know, that's, that's really what it boils down to for me, just pure entertainment factor. You know? What's so entertaining about that, though? 
Well, it's just crazy, you know, to me. It's just like... Dude, just open up the internet. Go on YouTube. <laughs> go on TikTok. We can watch plenty of crazy shit. And I don't understand right. why you need to be walking to a McDonald's or a shop and see it happening <laughs> right then and there with a bunch of weirdo bearders. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I also think it has potential to go nuts, you know, because if people start clowning around as jokers and actually change their faces and stuff, it's not going to be long before those desperados start to think, let's start taking shit up a notch. You know, because we've already sort of removed ourselves from society so far, we've outcast ourselves. Let's let's go next level. Let's maybe bring in the the, the gas bombs. Let's bring in the acid flower. You know, uh, you you've you got a weird brain, man. Like, no, no, I'm just putting it. Out it's there, actually it's quite hard to describe your brain to some people. <laughs> just put it out there, man. I mean, it's just ideas, dude. Like it's ideas. I'm not saying it's people should do it. It's just. I'm put, putting out like it's a what if, man. You know, what if this happened, man? I'd what do- if it didn't, Dave? Wouldn't that be awesome? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so as you can see, I'm still kind of in love with the idea. <laughs> um, a question was asked if Disney's flood of Star Wars products would put the franchise at risk because they were obviously starting to pump out stuff. Stu declared, no, it's in safe hands. Typical Stu. Just trust in the studio. Dave mm-hmm. responded... I trust Disney more than an aging George Lucas who hates his own franchise at that point. Yeah, I I remember saying that. And you know what? People forget that George Lucas, like, was not doing a great job with Star Wars by the time he sold it. You know, people forget that. You know, he he really wasn't. The the franchise was languishing, you know, uh, in my eyes at least anyway. And I don't know. I'm I'm not here to judge. I know Disney have played plenty of mistakes. And um, as Michael says... You know, he's giving us, he's judging us and giving us a slow hand clap. Well, whatever. You know, I don't think George Lucas was, was on his A game by the end. Do you, Rich? Um, Be honest, man. Be honest, dude. I think he was in his A game. And the problem is, is his A game wasn't what we wanted. Right. Uh, okay. Well, not 100% what we wanted. I mean, it, look, I mean, you can slam him, but I mean, Jesus Christ, he gave us some of the best lightsaber fights mm. you've ever seen mm. um in in any star wars in fact some of the best just sword fights mm. you've seen in in any movie um uh, i mean he gave us uh at the time you win mcgregor as a young obi-wan uh, uh kenobi he gave us qui-gon Jin. um yeah, but that know, was years I mean, before man that was years before he sold it this is this is like 10 years after no, that, but, no no but he hadn't made anything after that is my point well i mean to be fair he was still making the clone wars animated show which again was enjoyable it was good filled in a lot of the gaps and oh. and and missing pieces for the movies that just kind of went over it so no i i wouldn't say overall he was doing a okay. a bad job i mean could he maybe just take some of the feedback of what people didn't like about the 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 stuff Hopefully, but you know, it's difficult to say. Man, what an apologist you are for George Lucas, dude. You know, what an apologist. I'm sorry, man. Uh, he's, done, he's done, overall he's done a better job than Disney, and they've made at this point. I think they may have actually made more Star Wars movies and shit than he's ever done. So yeah, no, I I hear you, man. I hear you, dude. Like you know, like yeah, I, I totally I I get what you're saying. Look, at the end of the day, I think. I can't speak for Stu, but I, I think myself would have expected D, uh, Disney to have done a far better job than they actually have done. Um, I think and they probably could have if they'd just taken their time. Yeah. If they had literally just taken their time 
and come up with a plan instead of rushing. Rush, rush, rush. Make money. Go like, we got it. We got to get a movie out. Get a movie out. Let's start raking in the cash. Mm. So just taking their goddamn time, mm. they probably could have actually done something um, that everyone could have enjoyed. Wow. Big, big comments, man, isn't it? Hard-hitting stuff, really, is, is how I see it now, you know? Well, sometimes you've got to hit hard. <sighs> yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so, look, there's a, actually a big... <laughs> now, have you ever noticed I love a rumour, Rich? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> well, it's like, Sometimes I, I wonder if you start a lot of rumours. That one about Taylor Swift being dazzled. I got super excited about that. I'm disappointed that wasn't happening. Now, there's rumours that Nick Cage is going to return as Ghost Rider in Avengers Secret Wars, Rich. Wow. Press, press X to doubt. Press what? Press X to doubt. Okay. Well, you're, you're doubting this, are you? Yep. Why? Based on what? Like what? what I mean, what, if what he couldn't fuck? be bothered to fucking actually play Superman... He did. In, in the Flash movie. No, 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 no. That was CG, bro. That was fucking... All oh, right, okay. That was not him. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> like, that was an abomination. If he couldn't be bothered to, like, turn up for that and get suited up, I don't think he's he's suiting up for the Marvel stuff, honestly. Right, yeah. No, maybe you're right, Rich. Oh, I mean, dear. that's Superman. He fucking loves Superman. Yeah. He, yeah, he right? gives a shit about he Superman. He spent yeah. tons of money on a, on a number one uh, Superman comic. Mm-hmm. Um, so he loves fucking Superman. So no, if he couldn't even be bothered, I don't know. I I just don't. But would he have gotten a payday for that Superman? Well, they probably would have for his likeness, but the fact that he didn't even rock up, I'm sorry. As I said, it just makes me think, um, it's not happening. Just it makes me think that he, if he couldn't be bothered to suit up for Superman, mm. I just don't know why he would suit up to, to, to be Ghost Rider when, Let's be honest, it's not exactly like his Ghost Rider movies are beloved and loved and and cherished. So he may do it, but I just pressing X to doubt. Okay, fair enough, Ben. Um, I ha- look, in all honesty, I have my doubts it's going to happen as well. I've been burnt before with Ghost Rider 2. I so expected him to be in Multiverse of Madness, man. You know, that was that was a cautionary tale for Dave. I got so excited about it, man. Right? Remember, I was I was like dreaming about him spinning inside that cell and stuff, like through the fire and everything. Like I really pictured like the scene. But also, the problem with you, Dave, is that you you approach it from like a comic book mm. perspective. Where, of course, you can do that in a comic. Sure. You're doing a comic. Fucking have whoever you want in there, man. Like yeah. you can have a hundred characters. They're not going to do that for the movies as much. You've got to pay actors. Sure. You got to design suits. I just, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you, you sometimes get overly excited because it's so easy to do in a comic. True, true. Then you're just like, why did they just do it? And it's like, well, because you got to pay actors, you got to cast people. You got. But sometimes you just got to let Dave have his fun. You know, let 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 Dave get excited. Like, fuck, what is yeah, it? What does it matter? You know, you know what does it know. matter? Really? Like, at the end of the day, what does it fucking? One of these days, you're going to get so excited for something, <laughs> it's not going to happen, and you're going to fall into a depression. Eh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Plenty of things haven't happened. Uh, I just don't care that much. Like, you know, like... Dude, can I ask you a question? A legitimate question, right? Yeah. What? If you, if you went to go watch Deadpool 3, right? Yeah. And then Can't you wait. got in there and you found out, <laughs> after all the hype, all the talk, all the 
behind the set photos <laughs> that that he was owned that the Wolverine Hugh Jackman was only in the movie for five minutes. I'd be pissed. Would you be gutted? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't be like slash my wrist gutted, but I'd be pissed off. Yeah, I'd give it a bad review. Yeah, of course. But there's like, but I'd recover. Is what I'm saying. You know, like, um, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd recover, but I'd be pissed because I think uh, Deadpool fans and Wolverine fans have wanted it so hard for so long. You know, and I, I just feel I kind of rorted. the the one movie that um that that. I felt deflated with was the was Justice League. So when Justice League, you know, the original Joss Whedon one came out, I genuinely was really quite disappointed. Like the next day after I saw it, I was I had this moment where I was like, man, that was not a good movie, you know, and it was a really hollow feeling because I felt like that was, you know, because I love the Justice League. You know how much I love the Justice League. And, and I, who doesn't? Yeah, you exactly. If you don't. No, exactly, exactly. There's just so much potential there for, for that. Like, that really could be the best comic book movie ever if they did it properly. Like, it really could be. And I just, I was just, I was really, that was the one time I can remember where I was, like, really deflated. If I cared more about Star Wars by the point of Rise of Skywalker, I would have, but I'd already disconnected completely from Last Jedi. So... Even though I view that movie as an abomination, it almost made no impact on me because I felt so detached. You know, I just it, honestly, it's like I didn't even watch it. Whereas Just League, I did watch. I was hoping it was good. I was really hoping, and you know, th- so that was the one time that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure there's other occasions, but very few where I've actually been genuinely like le- really kind of like, man, that sucks. You know, and. Mm. You know, that, so that's one time. But yeah, if, if I turned up to Deadpool 3 and, and Hugh was in it for five seconds, I'd be pissed. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I mean, you know, it, it, I'd still hope it was a good movie, but, you know, I, I just think... Would you spiral into a depression? No, definitely not. No, God, no. <laughs> well, no, it's going to take more than that. Like, things like the press me are like if Australia gets knocked out of a World Cup. You know, in the cricket, that, that that always I find that hard to take. I still struggle with the two thousand five Ashes loss. I hate how everyone always talks about it, the greatest Ashes of all time. We lost it. You know what I mean? We threw it away, and to hear them always fucking talk about it, like especially the English, like it's the greatest Ashes of all time. I'm always like, we've beaten you guys so many fucking times. I'd take any of those over that. You know. And stuff like that affects me emotionally a little bit. Sure. You know, if you want to go... Like, Australia getting knocked out of a World Cup, it's never a happy day for Dave the next day. Oh, fuck no. I remember once I was just like, we got knocked out in the quarterfinal. Ricky Ponting hit a centre and we lost. And I was at work the next day and I was just like... I was like, I was dead inside. Someone talked to me and I was like, I've got nothing. I go, what's wrong, Dave? I said, plenty. Just leave. I was just Plenty. <laughs> oh, I was as bleak dear. as it gets, man. Like the daylight, oh, grumpy, you know, sighing, you know, replaying the match in my head. Remember, Ricky went to play a reverse sweep, got out, he scored a hundred. India ran the score down. Oh, it was a it was a dark day for Dave, you know. But you know, I brightened up, man. I was I was ready for the next game. But you know, you know what it's like, Rich. You've got to sometimes take the hit on the chin. You know, you've got to feel a little bit. 
you know. Some of my tennis losses were a couple of times I, I've, I could get very moody, um, you know, because I love a win. You know I love a win in tennis, Rich. If mm. I'm really playing, when I was playing a lot of comp, not now so much, not when I'm play, playing hitting partners and stuff, like it's different feeling now. I still love my tennis, but I'm not as connected to the winning or losing like I was. I like to win, but not like that. But in, when I was really playing a lot of comp, if I lost a match that was super close that I really feel I should have snuck across the line, um, oh, yeah, you could get some moods from me. Get when I got home, had a shower, just Michelle talking to me. I'd be like, I'd be like, look, you're talking to a fucking dead space. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you remember it, Rich? Don't you remember when I used to call you and stuff sometimes? And I'd, I'd text you. You could tell if I'd won or lost the night before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was a while ago. You know what I mean? I've chilled that a bit since then. That was that was that was like probably five to ten years ago. Like I haven't played comp in a few years, like regularly. But I did play for sixteen years, and you know. But you know, I'm not in. I'm not in generally. I'm not inclined to those hardcore negative emotions, but. Winning and losing in tennis does stir the primal aspect of me a bit more than normal. And the Australian cricket team as well. I do take them fairly personally. <laughs> you do take it personally that you do. Oh, by the way, we should do a shout-out, Rich. Uh, South Africans in trouble, man. We swept you 3-0 in the T20s, and then you had us on toast last night. Um, and the Aussies came up and managed to sneak a win from the jaws of defeat last night, Rich. Playing mm. in South Africa. Your team, though, isn't strong at the moment. It's very transitional. Would you agree? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they've been transitioning for about 20 years now. No, I'd say I'd say the last two years, you know, I, I think... Uh, very generous of you, Dave. I don't think South Africans know how to play cricket anymore, actually. Got some good players. Um, just not a great team. Like, I, I, I don't mm. think you've got a... Look, I could be wrong. One thing, one thing I'll say, uh, it, it's one of the reasons why I, I kind of, one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of the Australian cricket team. Oh, why? I find I find you guys tend to bring out the worst in other players. <laughs> like you, you get players so riled up to the point that <laughs> they start acting like super aggressive and also like bad sportsmen. But I notice that most players only do that when they play against Australia. Like, I think it's because you guys have this, like, really knack of, like, laughing at people and getting in their faces <laughs> and and carrying on, like, you know, your, your shit don't stink kind of thing and all that. Like, five, uh, five, five World it's Cups, just something, It's just something I've never really liked about them. Five World Cups, man. Um, T20 Oh, no, no. Well. I'm not saying you're not a good team, just <laughs> that you're a scummy team. <laughs> man, loving some bombs as usual at the Australian cricket team, Rich. No, you, you guys, you guys just rub me the wrong way, man. And if they're rubbing me the wrong way, just sitting at home, I can only imagine what you do to other teams around the world. Why so many teams don't like the Australians? Although I do, I, I will say this about the South Africans: I've always enjoyed playing them because there's always a bit of banter, and it's always been fairly heated. You know, you guys don't back down, though. Like, I mean, Christ, you guys don't back down. No, you, I'm not saying that the teams are like timid or something. I'm just saying, I know you, you the Australians just they bring out the. They bring out the nastiest in in the opponents that they play. They, you know what I mean. They get them extra rolled up, and I think they get some sick joy out of it. We're just there to win, man. That's our focus. No, you're not just there to win. That's the problem. You're there to piss off and <laughs> and, and and 
and be dickheads and win. That's the thing. Like, it's not just about winning for you guys. It's about humiliation, making yourselves feel like, you know, everyone else that you're playing against are a bunch of fucking retards. Like, you just, I don't know. Is that, am I explaining it right? Do you understand no, what I'm no, saying? I, it's hard sometimes no, to explain no, I, it. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Look, dude. Um, it's not just South Africa. It's any team you play. Like, every team has... <laughs> We, we, <laughs> I'll say this in Australia's defence. Like, I'm not going to PC fire. We have, we have a win. You know, not win at all costs, but almost at all costs. And we're there to win, man. Like at the end of the day, we're there to win. Like that's it. And the South Africans are a good opposition, in my opinion. I think you're one of the better teams to play against. Um, always put put up a fight. Uh, never back down. Um, yes, you've got a transitional team, but at times you've had extremely strong teams. Um, I always look forward yeah, to that. We've always had chokers, bro. At World Cup, you have, but but you've had some very strong. No, we've, we've we've got chokers in just normal games as well, which really? is the problem. Yeah, yeah. Look, oh, I we, mean, choked, we choked uh, last night. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. There's no way that they in the position they were in. Oh. You didn't. You, you Australia didn't win that game. You lost the game. Oh. Like, I'm sorry. Like. Oh. I don't know what they were doing at the end there. It's like they almost gave up. And we're like, you know, well, you know, we actually don't feel like winning. We don't feel like Although, taking any more wickets. We only need two more wickets, but... Ah, we can't I will say this, you know, though. We, we did have Labbers way down the order for some reason, and we did have Ash and Agar, and they can both bat very well. And you didn't have a big total. You know, you you only had 220 no, on the board. And where you were at that point, it doesn't matter. That still should have been cinched. Yeah, should have, should have been a win, but, dude... You can't ever count us out. There's a reason we've got five World Cups, man. You know? There's a no, reason. but again, that was that was just terrible. I just love That was just terrible cricket. I just love bringing up five World Cups. <laughs> as an Australian, you can be proud of it. Not I'm saying that you don't have to be proud of it, but I'm just saying there's a anytime I've seen interviews with other players from around the world when they go like who do you not like playing against, they all say Australia. Not because they get beaten, because they're nasty. <laughs> So what you're do you? Saw, what, you're sore winners. You're not just sore losers. You're sore winners as well. They used to say that about me in tennis too. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised that you love the Australians <laughs> doing that. Then so. Well, I mean, Steve Wall used to call it mental disintegration. That was what he used to call it. Mental disintegration to get under the opponent's skin, and when you beat them, make sure they stay beat, kind of thing. You know that kind of style. You know, ruthless, mm. ruthless, yeah. ruthless yeah. is the word. That's how I describe it. I mean, I, I mean, I believe in that, man. If you see a weakness, exploit it. And once yeah. you beat them, make or, them remember. If, if that's your attitude, go join the fucking military. <laughs> oh, no, you just like to talk like a military, but you're a pussy. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right, Stevie War, got it. Hey, Steve War's no pussy, man. It's got plenty of runs, dude, against South Africa as well, man. He fa- yeah, like a pussy. <laughs> Um, anyway, great stuff. Always enjoy it. And don't worry, kids. There'll be World Cups coming soon. Um, we're just in the warm-up months. I think it starts in um, October, I think. And um, there's going to be plenty of signal chat about World Cup because I've got a feeling, I'm going to say this right now, Aussies can make a real charge, a really big charge. Um, I think there could be some changes to the team. I think Dave Warner might be on his way out. I'm foreseeing a match short batting with um, Travis Head 
and, and Mitchie Marsh up the top of the order. Steve Smith slotting back in. We've got hitters down the order. We've got the bowlers line up. We're ready to fucking roll, man. You know? Maybe it's time you hop on board the Australian camp, Rich. I'll give you a free invite, man. You can stop, you know. Oh, no. Stop God, stabbing. I respect myself way too much, man. Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, let's get off this topic. Um, oh, we watch Indiana Jones, but myself and Michelle. It's fine. Oh. Yeah, it's fine. Like, like. Oh, that's what I want from my Indiana Jones movie. It's fine. We enjoyed it, man. Like, it's got some cool scenes. It's not as good as the first three, by any means. Um, it's probably slightly better than Crystal Skull, I would say, uh, as a movie. Yes, yeah, she's aged. Um, the woman they have playing as like his offsider is very good. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I think her name is. Um, she was good. Um, yeah, like... Great locations, um, stuff about the Romans. I, I, we enjoyed it. Like, yeah, we. I mean, I give it seven out of ten. I, we enjoyed it. It's, it's nowhere near as good wow. as the first three, but it's enjoyable, you know. Um, and a lot of the complaints about he is older, he is more downbeat, but it gets back in the swing of things. It, it look. It's it's a seven. It's a solid seven out of ten. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than Crystal Skull, which I'd probably give a six to. You know, um, it's nowhere near as good as the first three. So make it that way you will. You know, um, got some uh, humour. I'll make that. I don't want to watch it. Well, are you an Indiana Jones fan? Have you watched the first three? That's probably the most retarded question you've ever asked. Okay. Well, I assume you have. If you have, you'll enjoy it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you will. What did you think of Crystal Skull? I thought it was probably one of the worst movies ever made. Okay, well, it's better than that. Mm, okay, right. So I give Crystal Skull a one and we'll give this one a two. I still won't watch it. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, man, seriously. Like, honestly. Mate, you, can, you can't lie to me. I've seen the air. I've seen the trailers, man. I've mm. seen the trailers. You literally can't pull the wool over my eyes. It's a shit movie. Mm. Well, I mean, I've seen it. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, but we've also determined your standards are pretty low. Mine? Yeah. <laughs> You've got... No, no. When, when it comes to uh, your the, the bar for movies, your standard is a bit lower. I don't mean your standard isn't what makes a good movie, but I mean your standard of what you can get enjoyment out of. Sure. True. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, feel like you yeah. can, you, I feel like you can switch your brain off more mm. and sort of just go, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, true. Like, where I can't. Like, I will literally be sitting there seething. Mm. It's not that great. So, like, it's it, it's got good bits, though. I'll tell you a bit. Uh, look, if you don't care about spoilers, do you give a shit? Oh, God, no, I'm not watching it. So It's got this scene at the end where he goes back in time to the Romans fighting, like, I guess the Greeks. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty cool scene. Um he actually goes back to time and stuff, and, and he sees it live happening and everything, and, and there's some fighting and stuff that goes on. It's actually really cool, the, the scene. It's also got a really good opening scene um, where he's de-aged, and it's set during the war. Um, criticism, uh, it's a bit talky. Uh, there's a bit of talking and also hard to understand at times. Like, So it's a little talky. The plot's wafer thin, but the plot has never been that strong it's a way for thin it's the similar sort of storyline to um raiders of lost ark uh but not as good but uh, like it is it, it is a decent movie 
Like it's not a it's not a terrible movie or anything. Um, he is a bit long in the tooth, uh, and pr- maybe they play that up a bit too much at the start. But then they also pay it off at the end, so it does become sort of like a pretty cool arc. Uh, you do feel he's like maybe ten years too old to play the role. You know, like you've got to suspend a bit of disbelief. Um, the woman that's his offsider is strong. She helps the movie a lot, actually. This Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who I believe did the show Fleabag. Um, so she helps. So, you know, overall, I think it's a deserving seven. Um, you know, uh, I don't think we need another one, you know, kind of thing. Um, but it had bits that made you care and stuff. There, There is some heart to the performances and stuff. Harrison Ford does do a good performance. Like, he is good in the movie, um, he can't help the fact he's 81 or whatever, 82, but he, he, he does quite well. Um, and it doesn't spend too long. I know a lot was made out of the whole broken down thing at the start. It doesn't spend too long on that, you know. It gets moving pretty quickly, the movie, and it's got a great opening with the, with the, with the, um, the, the stuff that happens with the Nazis at the start. So, you know, it wasn't quite as good as what I hoped, but I didn't hate it, you know. I, like, honestly... The last Mission Impossible, it's about as good as that, really. Different kind. <laughs> it is. The, the, All right. Like I didn't love that, but I, well, I, I just now I just can't even. Now I can't even just take you seriously, Dave. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Well, why? What the last? Mission? Not no one other than you I know has said that the Indiana Jones movie is as good. As the last Mission Impossible movie, not a single person really? I know who has seen both has said that. Like, I know. Now I can't even take you seriously. Well, mate. let's go to Metacritic and see what Metacritic says. Indiana Jones. What's it called? Indiana Jones and the Dollar Destiny. Uh, no, I no. I reckon it's about the same. Like, quite quite similar. You know, like not. Where is this fucking Dollar Destiny? Okay, so Dollar Destiny. Has a fifty-eight on Metacritic, okay? So that's all the that's all the critical um, things reviews. Let's so it's fifty-eight, which is probably pretty accurate. Like, you know, I'm probably being generous with a seven, but let's let's say a six point five. You know, but whatever. But and what's the what's the other one? Mission Impossible. I don't reckon Mission Impossible is going to have that greater. It might be in the sixties, but I don't think it's going to be that great. What was the last Mission Impossible called? Was it called? Was it Fallout? No, no, that was a previous one. Is it Dead Reckoning or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that rings a bell. That rings a bell. Um, oh, fuck me. It's got 81. Jesus. Yep. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Now you know why I can't take you seriously. <sighs> All right. I will. Okay. I will concede. I will concede a Mission Impossible is a better movie than Dollar Destiny. Okay. By a long way. Well, I was going to say, yes, it's probably an eight. And this is probably more like a 6.5. To me, you know, if I'm being brutally honest, because it is a bit talky, actually. There are bits of it, though, I really quite enjoyed. Like, to be honest, I we had a good time watching it, but when I say a good time, Rich, we're sitting there with a bowl of popcorn at home watching it for fucking free. You know what I mean? Like, so the stakes... Yeah, are, the stakes I, are I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I'm not giving a movie just because I'm watching it for essentially free. It, I'm not giving it a free pass or... Sure. Or, or, or judging it on a different scale, or no. Like, it reminds that's... me of those times where, you, where I recommend a show to you, and then I'm like, well, 
it was on, you know, <laughs> we watched it. Yeah, exactly. It was like, yeah, you know, it's it passed the time. <laughs> like, okay, well, I can just sleep and pass the time. He so. kills the time on a Thursday night. <laughs> it, it was actually it was pretty pleasant. We were eating some Thai food, and yeah, it was cool. Like, you know, okay, that's the thing. I've gotten to this point in my life where I'd rather literally do nothing than watch a shit movie. Yeah. Well, I know what you mean. I look- when I was younger, I didn't really have any, like, I, whatever, I'll watch whatever movie, I don't care if it's shit, it's shit. But I, now I'm in my life where I'm like, nah, I'd rather literally do nothing. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I Look, I was, I was, you know me, I, I was overly excited for this movie. And I was also kind of annoyed that I didn't get to see it in the cinema. Um, but, you know, now I've seen it. I will say this. I did prefer it to Crystal Skull. Where, where I had higher expectations for Crystal Skull, um, I was disappointed that I was hoping with this movie they would really finish with a really big bang and it would make a lot of money and it would be a real success story. You know what I mean? I was just hoping for that fairy tale ending. But it's not a shockingly bad movie, honestly. When you like, It's quite competently done and stuff. Like, It's not terrible. When I give it 6.5, I actually think that's quite a fair score. That's actually not that far away from the Metacritic. Like... It's 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 pretty decent. It's got some good scenes. Um, you know, I, I don't know almost what people are expecting, actually, as well. Like, it's an adventure movie. That's what it is. It's, it's not that dissimilar from the original movies, like, in its tone and stuff. Like, it's not a million miles away from that. Maybe the, the style is a little tired, you know? You know what I mean? Like, the franchise itself and, like, the setups and everything, they could be all a little tired because it does kind of milk all the same sort of things you know except he's older now basically there's one scene where i really sort of questioned uh he's climbing up a sort of cliff and he's barely up the cliff dude he's, he's a fucking meter off the ground and she goes to him what are you doing he goes I'm, do- I'm wondering what i'm doing here with my vertebrae collapsing and like a crab shoulder and bad knee and bad leg and i was like do we need this scene you know what i mean like where yes, he- we do ha 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 he's old isn't he funny yeah, but it, it wasn't sort of... I don't know. It, it, I was just kind of like, I'm not sure we needed that, you know? Um, just my opinion. Like, just just, just, just my sort of take on the matter. I was just like, I wasn't sure if that was the wisest scene to have there, but whatever. They put it in there, man, because, you know, they do what they do. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Now, this was funny. Pre-sales of Taylor Swift's concert movie, Eras, Brought in over $37 million the first day, almost double the pre-sales of Force Awakens. Wow, that's interesting. Um, this caused the Exorcist movie to move its opening weekend to avoid the competition. What is it? So it's just a live concert thing of her. Must be. Wow. Probably similar. I think, didn't Justin Bieber or something do something similar or something? Sure, probably. And it, and, and she's popular enough that she puts that in theatres and the real hardcore fans just yeah. lap, and lap it up. Well, why not? It's, I mean, it some, it, it's probably like a documentary type movie. Yeah, where yeah, behind the scenes. They fly around, but you also get to see the concert and all that sort of crap. You know what I mean? Like, Well, like back in the day, remember In Bed With Madonna? That was huge. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, why not? She's big enough. Like, I'm you know, I'm not surprised. Like, people are trying to avoid that weekend because it would be a, um, you know, an absolute, it'd be Barbie all over again for all the other, you know, fucking movies. Um, this is funny. Uh, Michael Kellishim in yet another act of appeasement to Dave. SAG has allowed the filming of not one, but two Walking Dead shows to continue production during the strike. The Ones Who Live and Daryl Dixon. 
We'll resume filming soon. Now, Daryl Dixon, I believe, might be starting next week. I am so excited for this show, Rich. I am excited, man. I've been waiting. You, I've been waiting for this fucking Daryl Dixon show for about five years, man. Yeah, you've been waiting so long. He's already old and decrepit, dude. I'm going to say something right now. Do you think this could be the greatest show of ever on TV? Nope. of all time. Sorry, buddy. Hate to burst your bubble. Not even <laughs> I close. I've got a feeling, man. I've just got that feeling again. You know, I got that feeling, man. That this is going to be one of the one of the all timers, dude. One of the all timers, Rich. Okay. Am I am I am I going too hard too early, man? Uh, probably about a thousand percent. Yes. Well, next episode. I'm going to come up with a segment name for it. There's going to be a review. Dude, maybe you can stop watching Wheel of Time and watch this instead, and you can review oh, it with Jesus me. Jesus Christ, man. Drop Wheel of Time, man. Drop Wheel of Time. Jump on Daryl Dixon. Come on, dude. Hey, Richard, maybe you could stop having cancer and just have AIDS instead. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. And there's a, almost a vaccine it, for AIDS now. This is a bad fucking choice, man. Come on, man. Cancer's a death sentence. AIDS, you don't necessarily die. Come on. Come on, pal. Come on, no, you don't necessarily die from cancer either. Just a lot of fucking treatment, lose your hair. Okay, dude, but I just feel this is a golden opportunity for you. This is nah, it. Nah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> wow, I thought I almost had you there. For I'm a only pretty much giving you another two episodes of probably Wheel of Time, and then I'm bowing out of that just, as well. Just bow out of Wheel of Time now. I'll give you an early exit, man. I'll, I'll solo it on Wheels on Fire, and you and you can just cover Daryl Dixon. No, and no, me. I'll give you two. I'll give you two more. <laughs> What about Daryl Dixon? But if the two episodes... <laughs> I can't give a fuck about your Walking Dead and your Daryl Dixon. I've got, other than the first season, I've never watched any Walking Dead. You can jump on board, man. No, you can jump on board. It's accessible. It's very accessible. I'm not interested in watching that shitty show. <laughs> that show that has been going on for way too long. You know the hilarious part was here for a second? Spinning its wheels year after year after year. <laughs> for a second, I thought you were about to agree, and I was really excited. But the more you're talking, the more I'm realising you were not about to agree. <laughs> I got my hopes up there for a second. Um, all right. uh, because having two strikes going wasn't exciting enough, SAG has sought approval for yet another walkout, this time in video games. Apparently, voice actors are covered under the Guild and their contract is about to expire. According to a variety, a strike happened in 2016 and lasted over 11 months um, for video game people. Wow. Um, that would actually be a real fucking problem. Really? <laughs> That's actually going to really affect me. Um, yeah, man. They need to they need to settle this strike, dude. People need to get back to the negotiating table, to the bargaining table, Rich. You know? I don't want this to impact on potential Dead Rising or Assassin's Creed uh, releases in the future. Or GTA, God forbid. Do you think GTA would be exempt? You know, it's just all-conquering status. Well, no, but no, that's only a voice actor strike. You can get voice actors from anywhere. Right. You mean just hire I, I don't know. I don't know if the, no, I don't think the writers' strike affects games. I don't think the writers for games are part of the guild. No, they're talking about voice actors in, in the... In the... No, that's my point. So why would that affect GTA? You can literally go for non-union voice actors. Oh, right. They can just hire outside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Fuck, dude, you can go to the UK or whatever and, and hire the talent and ask them to put on American accents or whatever. Like, okay, all right. You Did you know? Fuck, this wouldn't affect it at all. Not that I'm not worried. Fuck it. I don't care. Like, you know, I just was worried about my Assassin's Creed GTA there for a second, Rich. You know? 
Like, this is starting to get personal, man. You know what I mean? It's starting to hit home, this strike. It's like tied in the waist belts. I mean, I can survive it. I don't know. I, listen, mate, the strike has been going on. I haven't noticed a thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have lost nothing of value. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, this this strike has literally had zero. Mm. And I mean zero effect on my life whatsoever. Sure. It has not affected my life in any way. Well, they can't take all, form. They can't take away your Hogan's heroes, man, or, or my fugitive. That's my point. I'm not watching any of their crap now, so what am I losing? I'm not losing anything. Sure, but it will eventually. If if the strike drags on and on and on, it will really start to hamper, you know, TV and movies. Like it will eventually bite. You know what I mean? Like when the cycle catches up, kind of thing. I think Again, all, I'm not watching anything. Think of all Michelle's shows, man, that she watches, all fucking 47. Yeah, fine. That, yeah it's going to affect, it sounds like it'll affect you guys. It ain't affecting me at all. I'm ne- I watch more anime now because of my girlfriend. Right. That's not affected by your by the writer's strike. Mm. Um, I, we just finished watching um, the original Dragon Ball. Mm. We're now going to start on Dragon Ball Z. Sure. Because uh, she wants to keep watching the Dragon Ball. I don't know if she'll enjoy it as much, but yeah, we'll give it a go. Sure. Um, we're still watching. She really enjoyed the last uh, Mission Impossible movie, so we're watching all the Mission Impossible movies. Good. She's really been enjoying the James Bond movies. We just finished the Roger Moore. Okay. Um, wow. Oh, by the way, I was watching A View to a Kill, and there's a Russian guy. He's talking to the Christopher Walken character, mm. and there's a guy standing behind him, and I'm looking at him. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, fucking guy looks like Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. And then I paused it, and lo and behold, it was. It was his very first movie. Wow. I did not know that until that day. Yeah, neither did I. That's interesting. No speaking or whatever, just stood there. Wow. But the whole time I'm staring at him, I'm staring, I'm like, and every time they cut away, I'm like, I swear to God, that looks like Dolph Lundgren. And then I looked it up, and he was so far down on the, even though it's Dolph Lundgren, he was so far down on the goddamn um, casting sheet on like IMDb. Mm. Like you think he'd put a bit more up since he's a big name now. But anyway, yeah. that was fun. So we've just finished the Roger Moore. Uh, so now we're going to be on to the Timothy Dalton. So no, don't. I, this strike will never catch up to anything in my life. <laughs> you're, you're doing okay. You're doing okay. I'm good. Yeah, I am okay. The best I've ever I'm been. I'm trying to make it dramatic, and Rich is just like saying, it, it's all good here. There's no problems. He's got his anime. You've got your girlfriend. You've got the cosplay going on. I got James Bond. I got it all, buddy. I got it all. I'm living the life. I'm living the well, dream. Well, I can't say it's really impacted on my life too much, other than Deadpool 3 has been hindered, and Avengers Secret Wars, you know, is hindered. But these are problems that the whole world's having, you know, not just personal. But when I thought... For a second, Assassin's Creed was going to be impacted. There was a bit of concern. No, no, none of the games are really impacted. Well, I can keep going then, man. You know, well, voice acting. Well, you know, that's the voice actors have got to be a little bit careful mm. um, because, um, unlike the writers, so that's the thing. It's a weird thing in Hollywood. Mm. The writers, you have to be in a guild, otherwise, you cannot write. Sure. Uh, but not voice actors. You've got union and non-union voice actors. Mm-hmm. And because games are made all over the world, mm. um, you don't have to make it in America. Yeah, you true. don't have to get the voice talent from America. Like you are not restricted. Mm. So no, uh, voice actors I think need to be a little bit careful because they have tried a couple of times, and a lot of the times the companies will just go to non-union voice actors. So mm. 
Okay. Words of caution, man. Caution. Well, I'm not saying they shouldn't fight for more. I'm just saying they need to be a little bit more careful. I'd be very bit more careful just hitching your your wagon to this when, unfortunately, you don't have the luxury of like, well, they can't do it without us. No, yeah, they're very replaceable is what you're saying, basically. Yeah? Yeah. yeah super replaceable. Wow. That's real life, man. Jesus Christ, I'd, I, it'd be it'd be tough if you're, um, you know, in a. Uh, I've never, I've never ever been in a, ever in my life been in a position where anyone's gone on strike and I've had pressure to, um, you know, be on strike and all that kind of stuff. That's never happened to me in my life. I hope it never does. Um, but just it'd be hard if you know you're not going to get paid and you've got to work out, you know, what what you're going to do and stuff like. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would be potentially quite difficult, you know? If, if you've got no sort of power, if you're just a member of the union and the negotiations are dragging on and stuff, like, it could be, you know, quite hard, really. And as you say, I mean, some, some people, you know, don't get hired again kind of thing or they get replaced. Mm. And, that's, and you know, the, the unfortunate thing is you... It, <laughs> Whether they're right or wrong, mm. if you if, even if you don't agree with them, mm. you are part of that guild and that union. Sure. So if they strike, that's it. Yeah, you've You're got striking. Yeah, yeah, you no, don't you have any recourse. To be, so even if you were like, well, listen, I'm a writer, but let's say my you know my husband works, I enjoy writing, but you know we don't live off this money, sure. but I enjoy writing. It's been my dream. I I'm happy with my paycheck, or I'm happy with whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Like. Well, that's the whole point of being you, in the you're union. Strike. That's the whole point of the union, though. It's it's like, um, you know, massive numbers kind of thing. It's the only way they have any power. Um, otherwise, yeah, they have no power. But yeah, I'm not a fan of the union. Oh, I'm not sitting here anyway. I'm not a fan of the American unions. Right. I, I mean, I, I am obviously for, um, um, what do you call it? Um, job protection and all that. I just sure. don't like the way that the... Because I feel like the American unions are almost run like like racketeering. Oh, yeah, no, there's always... You know been, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, uh, sure. I just... They, they run... It almost feels like a mafioso type yeah, yeah. thing where, you know... Uh, there is that oh, element. The stories of, of embezzling and yeah. people stealing, like, the you know, the pension money and all that sort of shit from, like... I, I, I don't know. I just... I, I prefer the Australian system. Yeah. No, look, dude. There's um, yeah. There's definitely you've you've definitely hit on some big points that are quite relevant. You know, like that that is a that is a factor when it comes to unions. There's a lot of corruption in unions. There's a lot of corruption in politics in general, and unions are a, a form of politics. Um, you know, I I think the uh, ideals of the union are actually quite good. Um, in in essence, but yeah, I mean, there's there's been a you know. A legacy of hardcore corruption, but then again, look at what they're up against. These major corporates that you know are, are not in it for any sort of reason other than profit. You know, that don't mm. ha- that don't have anyone's best interest at heart other than themselves, really, and you know, technically their shareholders. So, yeah, I'm supportive of the strikers in general. I'm just saying it would be. Di- I'm just saying from a man on the street perspective, if that was your paying gig. And this strike has been dragging on since, I think, May. And it's all well and good for us, man. Like, it's rolling on and hasn't affected us one iota. And we're in, you know, decent-paying jobs and we're living our lives. But if you were the writer who's dependent on a weekly paycheck, 
Jesus Christ, you'd be out there pretty quickly, I imagine, if you're working over there in the States. Like, everything's expensive, you know, and, mm. um, you know, ethics and all that kind of stuff don't pay the bills. You know what I mean? You'd have to yeah. be, you'd have to be maybe Uber driving, or maybe like maybe you're lucky and have a second job, which you could go more into. You know, um, it depends. But God, I'm sure there'd be some horror stories out there. Um, now, Ahsoka Tano, um, I won't bore everyone with the description. This was probably, I was talking to Ralph, and shout out to Ralph Angelo, um, a friend over at the Dixon Verse, uh, Chuck Dixon's board, uh, great guy. He was saying he's enjoying it. I said, me too. Uh, Michelle and I enjoyed it. This was probably a quieter episode than most. Uh, Ray Stevenson's very good. Um, there's like a death, not a death scene, but it looks like, it seemed like when she fought Ray Stevenson's character, who I believe was in Rebels, um, she got a, tossed off a massive platform and it's like as if she died, although, of course, I'm sure we know she's not going to die. It's her show uh, after all. Ray Stevenson's character wasn't in Rebels. Really? I saw a picture of his Rebels thing. There was a picture of him in Rebels compared to his compared to his uh, live action. Dude. No, I've watched Rebels every single episode. Okay. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Anyway, whatever. He, he fought her, and um, it seemed like she died. But anyway, she went to, I don't know, she sort of woke up probably in some sort of a limbo kind of scenario, and um, she met Hayden Christensen. Who was, who was there? As Michelle said, looking weirdly de-aged. Um, so that was in, that was kind of how the episode ended. She, she like, a, I mean, I guess a force ghost, but he didn't actually look like a force ghost. Oh, um, Ray Stevenson did the voice of a character? Yes, yes. In Rebels, but that's not his character. That, that character he's playing is not... Oh, really? The character. Oh, I thought it must have been, because... No, I, that's what I said to you. That character was never in a... He, no, he voiced a guy named Gar Saxon. yes. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know what the name of the guy is he's playing in this. Um, I, I, I don't well, know. This is some dark Jedi or something. Yeah, he's a dark Jedi. He's a pretty cool character, actually. Yeah, um, I'm sure he would be. Yeah, he's pretty Ray, good. It's Ray Stevenson. Yeah, he's Probably good. be the best thing in that goddamn show, and unfortunately now he's dead, so what's the point of watching it? Man, you, you know what, Rich? I'm going to say this he to you, man. Come back, unfortunately, and save the second season. Dude, you seriously should check this show out. It's not bad. Honestly, I, I know you, you think it's going to suck and everything, but like it, it is honestly quite entertaining as a show. And there's some good lightsaber battles in it. There's some excellent lightsaber battles in that episode. Um, Sabine goes up against Ray Stevenson's little flunky, and they have a big fight. And Ray Stevenson versus uh, Ahsoka Tano. And um, it's a pretty good fight, actually. And No, I'm good, bro. Man, you're missing out, Rich. You're missing no, out. No, I'm really not. Dude, I can understand you not watching Indiana Jones, but I'm telling you that this is more like old school Star Wars, dude. This is more like New yeah. Hope. <laughs> I don't um, considering I've probably watched the old Star Wars fifty times and read all the books and played all the games. I don't know if you can say what classic and what old school Star Wars is. Well, I can. I, I I've, I've, I've definitely watched. Not from my perspective, though. Like, we have very different perspectives of what old Star Wars is. Sure. But but it's it's pretty... What I'm saying is it's pretty good. Like, it's it's definitely going for that yeah. feel. I have, no, I, Dave, I have no interest in Disney Star Wars anymore. It's dead. Oh, it's gone. It I is. do not care. Okay. I don't, I don't care about this abomination that they're calling Star Wars 
and anything. I don't care about their retcons. I don't care about their interpretation of the Force and the Jedi and Yoda and what a fuckwit he was and how he fucked up everything and he's had the worst students. I, I just don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about the interpretation of Star Wars. I really yeah, don't. Yeah, you're off. Fair enough. Then. All right. Uh, well, anyway, moving on. Um, we've got some stuff here about Disney Plus, Rich. You want to take this? There's been some release dates that have changed or something. What's happened at Disney Plus? Oh, well, just because of the strikes, so obviously they're pushing shit back. So, like, just a ton of stuff has been pushed back to 2024, including the new X Men cartoon, which is bullshit. Uh, their What If shitty series, um, Agatha Harkness, and the 52 different names uh, that the show is being called. Uh, is, is she really got her even, own show? Even Ironheart, Ironheart, I think, has been delayed as well. Oh, who the fuck cares um, about that? Yeah, well, the only one I think that's still coming out on time is the Loki one, but that's it. Um, everything else has been pushed back to 2024. Wow, okay. Well, hmm. so, okay, Loki's still coming out at least. That's something. Um, oh, my Lord. Did you hear about this with James Gunn? So, I mean, it's kind of funny. It, 11 years ago, he was commenting on the Batman movie franchise uh, he says the Batman 89 film have terrible acting and he even trashes Jack Nicholson's performance. I want to read out what he wrote about Jack Nicholson. It's ridiculous. I'll read out the whole thing. This is, this is I think, a shout-out to Michael who, who put this in. He, so this is him on like Facebook, I think. Keaton did have a ridiculous voice. That said, I'd rather put up with a ridiculous voice than with horrible action sequences and acting barely worthy of the Batman TV show. B... I have no idea how you can think that Batman, the Burton Batman, has more similarities with Moore or Miller's Batman and Joker than Nolan's does. And listen, I have problems with both of Nolan's films. I don't think it's in the first two. I don't think either one is classic. I don't even really think Batman Begins is good, but they're far superior to the first Batman. C, none of your defences get by the fact that despite the first dark cinematic take on Batman, so what? Stallone's Judge Dredd was the first duck take on Judge Dredd. The movie is awful. Oh, yeah. Jack Nicholson as the Joker is Jack Nicholson in The Shining with shitty clown makeup. Fuck you, everyone involved with that travesty. Like, fuck you, James Gunn. Like, um, I know James Gunn was like a real edgelord back in the day, you know, and all that, but that is a classic example of just a guy very high on his own supply, you know? Like... Just, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's eleven years ago. I don't really give a shit that much. But he was a he was a fucking clown. Do you think, Rich? Oh no! I mean, that, I'm pretty sure that was probably from his edge lord days. You know, yeah, where um, he, you know, God, he's, you know, well, I mean, you remember the fucking comments he made? Yeah, you, you talk about his fucking scandals and stuff and all that. This sure. guy is such a fucking edge lord. Like even now, yeah. where you would think he would grow he's grown out of it. Yeah. Um his peacemaker and suicide squad movies show me he is definitely still an edge lord who thinks Yeah. Um he probably still thinks rape jokes are funny. Um like I'm not surprised he said this back in the day because he always wants to rub people the wrong way. Sure. Um you know because he doesn't want to just be contrarian. He wants to piss you off. Yeah. Um so, no, am I surprised that he said something like that years ago? No. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, it, it, it's pathetic, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, like, yeah, the, the, yeah, I'm the same. Like, I mean, <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's almost like, is that the best you got, pal? You know, like, 
I I take fucking Batman eighty nine over nearly all of your movies. You know, mm. like seriously, like fuck you as well for your comments about Jack Nicholson. You know that was that was a low fucking blow. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he he's not doing it to to make a point. He's just doing it to piss people off. So oh yeah, so you're saying like yeah, the whole point is to sort of yeah. Look, did he maybe not like the movie? Sure. I mean, you're entitled to not like movies or whatever. But he's also done it in a way because he wants to piss people off. Yeah. He wants to get a reaction out of you and then laugh because you're reacting. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I understand now. I understand now, Richard, and it's pathetic. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, he was he was a bit of a pathetic person back in. Well, probably still is a little bit. Don't get I mean, he's a good movie maker. I'm not taking that away from him, but he's a bit of as I said, he's a bit of an edge lord. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got almost zero interest in him. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, well, as I said, until I see something, I'm still going to be concerned about his Superman movie. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, until I see something, uh, I'm going to be always concerned. Yeah. I think I think you're right to be. Like honestly, I oh, look. I mean, he, the thing with the thing is, it's very easy to sit on your high horse and cast aspersions about other movies. It, you know, it's we, we we do it ourselves. It's it's not hard. You know what I mean? It's it's very easy to pick flaws in things, uh, and it's very easy to be what he's being, which is just like I don't like it. It was a huge hit. Everyone loved it at the time. Batman '89 was easily one of the biggest movies of that year if not a decade, was enormous, you know. Um, it's very easy 20, 30 years later to try to pick flaws in something like that. But guess what's hard? <laughs> you, you're stepping into a failing franchise. Um, you've lost your lead. You're starting from the start. You've got a lot of negatives against you, you know, in terms of perception, and you've got to come up with a good Superman movie. And there probably hasn't been a good Superman movie in a long, long time, you know. Yeah, and but that's hard. I just say, but this is also this is this is this, this is where it just shows you where DC always kind of make the wrong choices, right? Mm. Is they they're not doing well? You know what I mean? They've that compared to Marvel, they've been a bit of a failure. Mm. You know, they they've not succeeded, and then of course the person they 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 hire to save them mm. is the guy who now gets pulled up for disparaging some of the best movies that they've made. Yeah. Yeah. DC would make that decision. Do you know what I mean? Of course, that's how things would work out um, for, for DC. So I just find that hilarious. That is. That, <laughs> like, that is that no is, matter what decisions they make, it's always the wrong, or it's always questionable. Yeah, no, I agree. It's funny, like, to be honest, man. Like, to be, because the thing is, the guy is a good filmmaker. Like, he, he, he has made some good movies. Like, I enjoyed that last Guardians movie quite a lot. Actually, much more than I thought I would. Much more than the second one. For you know, I really. In, you said to me that I would probably enjoy it, and I really did. You know, I really thought that that was a really good Marvel movie, far better than most of the Marvel movies I can remember seeing in recent years. You know, mm. so he can do it. You know, and um, and I actually believe he could do a good Superman. I I I I really believe it, but. Yes, you're buying the package, and the package was quite a douchebag online for a number of years. And, you know, like, is it, like, this is a thing. I was thinking about this today. Yeah, it's a douchebag move and a stupid move to be putting shit on Batman 89 and stuff and whatever, like, talking shit. But he hasn't murdered anybody, you know what I mean? Like, it's not the end of the world. 
kind of thing. You know, like, that's the other side of the equation to me, Rich. Like, really, at the end of the day, in all honesty, it's a storm in a very small storm in a, in a very small teacup, you know? Like, honestly. Mm. Like, so, you know what? It's funny to me, like, and it's silly, and, you know, he was an idiot to be saying that kind of shit when he was trying to break into the movie industry. Like, it's dumb. But what can you say? I, I guarantee you, you strip away the bullshit, he'd still be that same fucking little bitch now. You know, but I'm sure he can make a movie. Because people don't change that much. Those guys who are like that, who are so high in their own supply, all the success that he's had over the last decade would only have intensified that shit, man. You know? Mm. I, that's the thing, man. These guys, like, he'll, 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 he'll plead the fifth all day long because he got, he almost lost his career at one point over his um, bullshit. Remember that? And he had to backpedal all that shit. He got past all that. And um, so he'll sing a very different song now. But at the end of the day, someone like that who's had all this success, dude, he'd be more annoying than ever, I bet. You know? <laughs> like, I, I must guarantee it. Um, anyway, whatever. Let's just hope he makes a good Subban movie. I don't really fucking care that much about his personality. He seems to be a very annoying person to me. Um, an 8.7 million-year-old skull suggests we didn't evolve in Africa after all. My dad is constantly saying this, and actually, I'm going to give this news item to my dad. My dad is convinced that he, he always, like, and I have no idea, he always says that he believes civilization sprang from different parts of the planet, and I'm always like, well, I don't know. I don't really care even, but um, they found some skull dude a long way from Africa. And suggesting that Africa wasn't the cradle, the only cradle of civilization. Your thoughts, Rich? Duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much duh. Yeah, you, you're just like yes. You you expected this. Yeah, but, but you know, this is why people go, ha ha. You see, everything came from Africa and all that. I'm like, yeah, but before that, we thought it came from somewhere else. Sure. So, you know. Yeah. Just wait. <laughs> like, yeah, slow down. We, we haven't discovered everything yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Earth is a big place. We've got lots of layers sure. of, of dirt and all that. That's why I said, until something's proven, Dave, I, I just can't. You can't jump on board. I, I can't jump on board. And, and we have discovered so many old bones that keep rewriting our understanding of history that I'm like, well, then I'll just keep waiting for the next bone. <laughs> until I'm dead and then I'll be like well that's the last I'll, I'll hear about it <laughs> <laughs> where do you think the aliens factor in on this one Rich nowhere Dave I'm pretty confident they're involved um, now, I'm, gra- I'm glad you're confident Dave the 1992 Chevrolet Chevrolet uh, Corvette based Batmobile has been sold for $269,999 US, approximately 420k Australian. Um, that is significantly higher than 195k paid for a replica signed by show star Adam West back in 2018. Wow. Uh, every C4 Corvette in America has now been converted to a Batmobile with <laughs> someone's little uh, stinger. Um, that's actually kind of cool. Um, so someone just converted it and then sold it for that much. Is that, is that right? Apparently. Wow. Well. That, that's a fucking massive return, I would have thought, you know? Yeah. On investment, like, really? Did you see this? The former Smash Mouth lead singer, Steve Harwell, dies at 56. He had alcoholism. He was crazy. He was off the edge by the end, man. 
Um, do you remember? Yeah, she- yeah, for, yeah, fifty-six. Yeah, I heard about that. I was like, shit, that was that came out of the blue as well. Yeah, and uh, I was really into it, man. Uh, in his last days, he was not in his best form at all. He was performing Nazi salutes at a concert. <laughs> for really? His last. His, no, I never heard that. His last. His last. Um, concert he was apparently drunk and you know really just kind of like out of it and he was performing nazi salutes and, and various things and and then he quit after that i think he kind of like hit rock bottom on stage there was something um amusing um no i'm far be it from me to defend kim kardashian because i can't stand her but she apparently shared um bikini photos uh, which I'm looking at right now. I'm actually quite nice. But anyway, and she said all the glitters is gold. Um, and apparently all these people were um, criticising her, that she was like slamming on um, Smash Mouth because Smash Mouth had a song that mentioned, you know, only shooting stars, that song, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, the point was like... I don't know. Does Smash Mouth own the rights to All the Glitters is Gold? I don't think so. I have no idea. Well, no, I don't think they do, but people were, people were really laying into her. And I was just like, wow, this saying has been around for a long time before Smash Mouth were a thing. And Smash Mouth were a thing for about five seconds. Yeah, too. but to be fair, most probably people think that Smash Mouth made the song that they, they covered from the monkeys, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... I was confused. Like, also, Smash Mouth was sort of like here and here and gone in my in my memory. Anyway, they were big for five seconds, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For like no, yeah, a couple of years because they had a, a hit with the Shrek and they also had a hit with the um, Mystery Men. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, no, yeah, no I, I completely agree. They weren't exactly like wow, what, what a, what a, what do you call it? Disco- discography of well, it wasn't the Rolling Stones or something, you know, where they just like you know who have just apparently released their first uh, yeah. original album in fucking twenty million years. Well, their first single, uh, "Angry," from the new album that's coming out in November. Yeah, and by the way, can I also mention Bob Dylan uh, live at Bakudan um, in Japan, the '78 tour or '77 or '78 tour? That full album release, I think it's a triple album, is going to be coming out in November as well. So two big releases in November, Hackney Diamonds from the Rolling Stones with their great song Anger, and we've got Bob Dylan coming back with Live at Buckadon, the complete collection. And I am fucking excited, man. I was playing Angry all day today. That's the new Rolling Stones song. It's good stuff, man. Were you now? I sure was, man. I'm, I'm in it, man. I'm, I'm, whenever I'm in the car now, I'm going, hey, Siri. And, I, you know, she's going to, yeah, she pipes up, and I say, play the essential Rolling Stones. And I'm going to have to shut it down before she does it. She she knows exactly. <laughs> hey Siri, don't do that. Um, yeah, but it's it's great. So oh, constantly in the car, and and Michelle made a, made a comment today because I said um, if the Rolling Stones tour, we're going, and she's like, no, 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 too expensive. I don't like them, and I'm like, it's happening, you know. Because have you ever seen them live, man? No, God, no. I'd love to see them live, dude. I, I fucking need it, man. I need it bad. Like, give me shelter, live, dude. Can't get no satisfaction live. Paint it black. I see a window and I want it painted black. Yeah. Mm, no never color. been my thing. Oh, come on, Rich. Really? Rolling Stones? Yeah. Why? What? Richard. I don't know. I, Richard. Think, uh, I think I picked it up from my dad. Like, he didn't. 
really liked them and so never really played their music and all that and so I never really grew up with it and it never really did anything for me when I did wow. hear it years later. So Wow. You can blame my dad for that. I just what an underprivileged care. child you must have been. Oh, my no, Lord. No, he introduced me to disco. That was a lot of fun. Disco? Yeah, disco. dude, man. Earth, Wind & Fire, uh, Michael Jackson, Off the Wall. Okay. Um, no, man, I, I listened to great. I just didn't really grow up listening to... Off the Wall is pretty good. Yeah, so I just didn't. I just didn't grow up listening to Rolling Stones, so they just don't do anything for me. Yeah. Well, Richard, you know I'm not going to convert you tonight. I've tried to flip you onto fucking various things tonight. You're not biting. No, nope. I, I think if I go my own way. I think if Rolling Stones haven't convinced you yet, I'm not sure they're going to push you over the line. <laughs> I don't even think. Yeah, I don't think the new one's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think this is the album I've been waiting for. <laughs> getting on the, uh, the Rolling Stones fucking last album, they're just barely pumping out. Can you uh, imagine if it was? Can you imagine if this album came out? It's like <laughs> I get it now. Like yeah, you're like, like wow. Yeah, this, the, the, the one they released just before they go to their deathbed is like, exactly. yeah, now I get it. Well, they've literally had members die on them since this album started. Yeah. <laughs> Lost the. I drama. get it now. I get it. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, a long time of development. Um, it sounds like Diablo 4 is set for annual expansions based on comments from its chief developer. Um, not not really a surprise. What were the reviews like like on Diablo 4, Rich? Uh, generally idea? positive, mm. I think. Okay, yeah. Because I, I had a friend of well, mine... They've made some adjustments that have pissed people off. So once again, they had a fairly good launch and then fucked it up by making um, patches... And tweaks and adjustments to, you know, um, the, the crap that they do. So It's got an 86 on Metacritic, but a, t- a 2 out of 10 user score. Wow. Yes, because the people were review bombing it because of the changes they made with patches. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, what have they done? What's the, what, what's the, what's the, what have they done with the patches that make it so bad? Oh, it just changes to the class and uh, leveling and loot and all that sort of crap, you know. The, the stuff that they keep doing to piss you off because they realise, oh, no, we need to slow the game down or, you know, right. nerf this and all that when all people want to do is have fun, literally. So Yeah, people just want to rock and roll. People just want to rock and roll, Rich, you know? That they do, buddy. That they do. I know I do, even though I'm sick. I couldn't rock and roll for too long in my current condition. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'd make it through. I've been going to bed this week. I've been in bed like you before eight because I've actually been quite sick this week, and I've been going to bed before eight most nights. And then I think last night I had a late night at nine thirty. That's been Davy's life. Tea, fucking the lemon tea that I'm drinking. Um, you know, and these fucking rockers, man. I don't know how they do it. The Keith Richards and those guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Do they never never get a fucking cold? You know. Do they never get a stomach? Really I was th- oh, today. This is this is how funny it was. We were, they were announcing the World Cup squad, um, and I said to Michelle, "Michelle, this is so funny." They were literally. I go, "Do you reckon I'm a chance of a call up this this time?" <laughs> as, as they were announcing, it. I was like, "Do you reckon I get a phone call?" And I said, "Because I actually reckon I could play the, the turning pitches, you know." And. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's just looking at me like, you've got no idea. And, and then I was actually thinking to myself, I've got this, what if I was over there, say on a tour of England, and I've, I've been battling this stomach bug and then the flu and stuff, and I'm like, shit, get out there and face the fucking music. I'm not going to miss a game because I'm not going to get a lot of chances, Rich. You know, I've got to impress when I get out in the middle. You know, I can't afford to miss mm. a game. 
pump me full of fucking cod or give me all the drugs, man. I'd get out there. It'd be a slow fucking hundred if I got one, man. It'd be slow. It wouldn't be fast. But it'd be grind batting. Could you see me doing it, Rich? Like, what do you think my chances would be? Do you want my autosome today or do you want me to talk you up? Well, I mean, you know that I'm a gritty performer, man. You know that I can hold my wicket. Well, what do you think, you know, out there in the field of battle? Like right now, Dave? Sure. Yeah, definitely. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> within like, within 20 minutes, you'll be like, fuck, I do this. My back, my leg. I just, just get me off. Give me the tea. Give me a pack. Something. I just, I can't do this. It's probably, probably right. I mean, I'm struggling to this fucking show tonight, you know. Even, I'm not even sure if 20 years ago, Dave, could. How old would I have been there? 20... It could be a touch and go, but... Because even 20 years ago, you were a bit like, you know, oh, this back of mine <laughs> yeah, <it> was. <laughs> plays up every now and again. That's when it started. Yep, that's true, man. I did my, oh. I did my masseuse on the tour. Um, G.I. Joe gets the Streets of Rage treatment in a brand-new arcade-style arcade brawler. I actually reckon this sounds fun. Yeah, I had uh, I, uh, the, the the trailer got shared with me. Um, it doesn't look as good as the the recent Ninja Turtles one, uh-huh. uh, but it still looks like a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, I love those sort of side scrolling yeah. beat 'em ups. You know, I played that so much in the arcades. You know, did the 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 X Men one, the Avengers yeah. one, Double yeah. Dragon, all that sort of shit. So I'm always down for another side, but. Uh, it, it definitely looks like fun. Again, I don't know if it'll be as good as the most recent Turtles, but it still looks like fun, so worth probably checking out. Yeah, I reckon so. Um, now, Shopping with the Gang Rich, basically it's our section where we look at uh, the week ahead um, and sometimes a bit further than that into a crystal ball. Um, shout out to King's Comics, uh, Sydney's premier comic location, who supply the uh, weekly list. Now, Next week, or this week upcoming, Wolverine Omnibus Volume 4 hardcovers coming out. I will 100% be getting that. Uh, Volume 5 is also solicited for early next year. So pick up Volume 4 if you're a Wolverine fan, and why wouldn't you be, Rich? And also Captain America Lives Omnibus, which is, I think, the second Omnibus of Ed Brubeck is getting a reprint. I already have it. Um, I think his whole run should be collected in in three Omnibuses. In fact, they're... They're actually quite slender omnibuses, but it's a great Captain America run. So that's getting reprinted, the Captain America Live, so it's the one where obviously he comes back from the death. Mm. Um, it might, this might be the third omnibus of his, and I think there'll be one more probably to come. Um, so I've already bought it, so, I mean, I've already got it on my shelf. But, uh, Rich, do you have anything that you're looking at um, at, the, at this point in time, or are you, are you all, all good? Uh, no, at the at the moment, all good. At the all moment, good. Uh, I am looking at getting some more Superman stuff, um, but not right now. <laughs> Have you got the hard covers of the Burn Man of Steel that they've put out? The four volumes of it. Have oh, the the John Byrne one. Yes, uh, the Man of Steel volumes one. I, two, I think I have two of them. Yeah, because I'm thinking I've got the first one, but I'm thinking I might get two, three, and four. Because I was reading. Um, I've got them digitally, and I started reading Volume Two, and I was like, "This is actually pretty good," you know. Oh no, they are—they are really good. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think they definitely recommend. Definitely recommend if. Yeah. If, and- yeah. I, I want to own them as well, so that's definitely on my radar. All right. Well, that's on both our radars then. Uh, Weekly comics, Rich. Woo. First one up. 
was Birds of Prey 1. All I will say about this is I thought this was unexpectedly good. And I also enjoyed the artwork as well, which I thought was a very unique art style. I've always liked Kelly Thompson, the writer, from what little I've read of her. she I haven't read a ton of her stuff. I believe this is her first DC work. She's done quite a lot of Marvel. I I mean, I'm always up for Birds of Prey. Uh, for a first issue, I thought this was pretty entertaining. What did you think, Rich? Opposite reaction. Wow. What did Probably the best way, best way I can describe it. Really? See, I, I thought it was kind of fun, like, honestly. Like, I'm was not, it? Well, I thought it was, you know. She, so she she writes one of my favorite characters, Big Barda, like a retard. Um, literally has you know. I mean, luckily none of these women have got uh, dicks because they 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 Ouch. seem to like sucking each other off. Wow. Um, you know, just <laughs> praising each other to the fucking moon. Um, okay. No man, art oh, fucking oh Jesus! You even like the art? I I, I I I liked the art for what it was. So, it was very is this what's wrong with comic books today, man? Well, I found it was. Um, I just thought it was a bit different. I I don't know. I I just thought it was a bit. I'm just tired of my fucking comic book art not looking like comic book art, man. I fucking wanted to look like superhero art. I'm tired of this fucking um, uh, funny cartoon sure. s- slice of life fucking <laughs> drawings that I'm getting, man. I want I want fucking superheroes to look like superheroes, man. Sure. Okay. I mean, is that so much to ask that I get like no comics that look like like they made to be superheroes. Well, and by the way, is Birds of Prey just a fucking generic? Let's, it's an all girls team. Let's just get yes. every fucking girl we can think of. Yes. And put them on a team now. That that's what Birds of Prey is now. Yes. Not a tight knit um, group of of uh, two friends and a third becoming a friend, like right. doing their thing. It's now just a oh, it's just now an all girl boss team. Like well, yeah, fuck, that's man. what it's become. Like a chick flick kind of like. Uh, squad. Sign, you know? well, you sign me the fuck out of there. <laughs> so are you telling me you won't be doing this uh, month by month? I definitely will not. This is this is all the things that are wrong with um I've got a question. I've got a question actually. Um since when is Batgirl so fucking talkative? I thought she was a mute. Uh, because Thompson needs her to be talkative, I guess, and cute and <laughs> Right. You know, she's just so precious, and she's gonna big, big borders. Oh, hi, little bat, little bat, you no good. Tell story, me am tell story for you. Ha ha ha, am bat boy. Like fuck, man, Jesus Christ, way to make borders sound like a fucking retard. Okay, so you weren't happy, basically. Ah, oh, fuck off, like no nah, man. And now we're gonna have fucking Harley Quinn. Go and have a book without. A, you know, what we do in a girl group? Gotta have Harley Quinn. Gotta do that. Well, I liked that she was there. You know, oh, shock, oh, shock and fucking horror. Dave liked that Harley <laughs> Quinn was in the book. Wow. Didn't expect that, Dave. You surprised me there. <laughs> I'm guessing that's sarcasm. Um, well, okay, Rich has slammed it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't know. I It's lightweight, I will say that, but I, I thought it was entertaining enough and God knows how much a lot of these modern comics suck. I personally thought this one was relatively well done. I... I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I'd probably happily keep reading it, frankly. Because um, I also like the collection of characters they've picked. I actually think they've selected quite well. Like, I, I like Big Barter. I've always liked Big Barter. I love Big Barter. Not this Big Barter. Sure. Not this, not this rip-off Hulk talking Big Barter like she's never heard, like, the English language before. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm giving it 7 out of 10. What are you giving it, Rich? 
Three. Ouch. Jeez. I tell you what, Rich, you're, you're in a harsh mood tonight, my friend. You're, you're, you're on slam patrol tonight, dude. I don't know what, uh, what you know. Listen, can I tell you, so again, um, I've just, just pretty much caught up to the Mark Wade's World's Finest stuff now. Um, and I'm sorry, uh, hands down, it's probably one of the best titles at DC. Like, sure. hands down, it's one of the best ongoing yeah. series. Um, and, and, and I say that not that I'm, like, absolutely loving it, like it's the best shit I've ever read. Sure. But it is far more entertaining mm. and at least true to the characters yep. than what the shit that, that I just read with this, uh, Birds of Prey, which doesn't even feel like a proper DC yeah. uh, characters and all that sort of stuff. Like, the, 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 the most recent one, it was actually fantastic. Guess what? You know what Mark Wade actually did in the, in the most recent storyline? He did a fucking Amazo story. Cool. Right? He did an Amazo story. He had um, uh, uh, Rex Mason in it, right? Yeah. The murder of Stag. Um, Bruce Wayne blamed. Um, uh, all the millionaires being replaced with robots by Ivo. Um, you know what I mean? Including um, uh, Ted Cord and uh, Green Arrow. Cool. Um, and there's a new Amazo, new Amazo, which basically um, is, is smarter than the other one. Right and and creates his own Amazo mm-hmm. made uh, based on almost like um, uh, Metamorpho, mm-hmm. where he can actually change his chemical composition, but not just from the human elements, and so now he can actually create kryptonite. It's t- like my God, what a fucking better story! And I feel like I'm reading a superhero book again. Yeah, my God, my my characters are being superheroes. What a fucking novel concept. Mm. Yeah. You know, this whole book is all spent in talking about Sin, a character I don't even fucking know. <laughs> I all love the Sin character. Like, I'm supposed to be like, oh, my God, the Sin character must be fucking great. Yeah. I don't know who this character is. I must admit, I don't either, uh, actually. That's a good point. It's supposed to be her adopted sister bullshit, some whatever. Okay, yeah. for, I don't know who the fuck you... You're actually writing a book where someone is in danger and she's formed... And I don't know who the person is. Yep. Yep. Am I supposed to care? Um, <laughs> you are supposed to, but I, I'm guessing you didn't. Um, yeah, but, but, you know, I didn't know who it was either, to be honest. Um, I'm sure you're getting kidnapped, for God's sakes. This is the number one issue. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good show point. me some uh, interaction between her and Diana or something, yeah. uh, Diana, and, and then show me her getting kidnapped or something. something. But you start the book with her being kidnapped, and then, like, I'm supposed to care about a character that I haven't even seen on the page? Yeah, no, I was I was confused when they said it's about sin. I thought they meant just sin the concept, and I was I was you know you know I was literally like who what where am I? Um, yeah, pretty uh, yeah. Well, damning from you, Rich. Really, I mean you you. No, I'm you sorry. Know, it's yeah. terrible, man. This is I'm sorry. This this yeah, book is just an example of what is wrong. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what is wrong? <laughs> No, seriously, this it's, is why the comic book, the Western comic book media is dying, man. It's books like this. You reckon? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I didn't... Look, it's not saving anything, but I, I didn't mind it for what it was, honestly. Um, I, I mean, I gave it seven. I, I see your points, and I do agree that they should have said what, what sin was even, like showing us something so new readers know what the fuck is happening. Um, that would have been nice, but
but you know, dude, they always fuck over people. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd have to give it another read, but I, I mean, I, I guess I had very low expectations, you know, as well, super low. Um, but you know, I think your, I think your review is perfectly valid. Now let's move away from Birds of Prey because clearly it wasn't your cup of tea. Rich, what about my flashbacks? Three fifty eight and fifty nine action comics. Superman. Hell of a lot more enjoyable. Oh my god, yes. Oh please, thank you, Richard. Yes. Uh, I was going to say, if you had a problem with these, you got a problem with life because I fucking love these ones. How good was this crime story, man? With Superman, and and like and like the whole the, the doctor and everything, and like the the the. the... Oh, oh, Superman being framed for yeah. for, for murder um, from a, a exhibition boxing match. Oh, that's great. Um, uh, Bruce Wayne coming to testify. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it Kurt Swan on uh, art? Um, is that Kurt Swan on art? Because I, I don't think it was. I, I love the. Art, I'd love to know who the artist is because they don't name the artist, which really annoys me. I'm actually going to, while you give your review, I'm going to find out who the artist was because I'm sure I can find it out on online. So. Give us your thoughts in general, Rich, on these two, because I, I found them very strong. I, I found them extremely strong, solid Superman issues. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, your, it's your typical old-school stuff where, um, again, he just he has the power and shit that he needs to get off out of the jam and, and do the bad guy. Um, yeah. I mean, essentially, the bad guy was foiled because he dropped one pill <laughs> at the funeral. So basically, it's so hilarious, and this is what I kind of miss about old comics. When I say I kind of want my 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 superior comics to feel like superior comics, with sure. even like the bad guys, like there's literally a um, a criminal stock exchange. Yep. And when he goes into the hidden room, it literally has a sign. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it says like criminal stock exchange, and they're all like trading, and there's there's stocks in like. Uh, businesses and fronts and all that sort of shit, and uh, so they want to get rid of Superman, and so they're going to frame him for for murder. And what they do is they bring a guy back to life, um, but he gets killed again before he can get to the boxing match. Yes, and so the leader of this guy or the guy that runs it, he's going to step in. He's like, "I'm going to do it myself, and I'm going to use this pill that makes me look dead." But the doctor that he he's been working with, who lost his license, all that actually gave him a poison stuff, so he really did die. Yeah. And, and oh, my God, it's just like, uh, if I try to explain it all, you'll think it sounds like a fever dream. Um, and then Superman is accused of, um, and they even bring, <laughs> the doctor brings out this machine with a dummy on it that looks exactly like the guy he just killed. Yes. Um, and then asks him, please show me the tap. And then on the back of it, it literally has a dial, and whatever it says, um, death, yeah. Like, it measures the punch, and the one measurement is death. <laughs> I was like, this is so much fun. Like, I was just like, I, I miss this fun of, like, just doing absurd um, things where, um, you know, well, I, I need the machine to, I need the guy to have some machine that measures if it's a death punch or not. So, fuck it, he's got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, great. I, I love it. the way the guy came out of retirement to, like, defend him and stuff, and then at the end, it's like... Uh, yeah. Superman, thanks to your X-ray vision, the surgeons were able to find and repair the damaged nerves that crippled me. I can walk again. It was the least yeah. I could do for a super friend. Yeah, can't believe he never did that for uh, Beckle. Yeah, I know. He just was like, no. <laughs> he was like, suffer. 
suffer, Barbara. Yeah, suffer, bitch. You're uh, Batman's problem, not mine. Yeah, exactly. I wash my hands. You didn't. You didn't help me. Uh, 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 beat a, a murder charge. Exactly. Exactly. Um, no, look. Honestly, it was Kurt Swan. Uh, Neil Adams did the cover. Uh, Kurt Swan uh, mm. interiors and Leo Doffman uh, wrote it. Uh, yeah, really a lot of fun. I've actually, I, I've been meaning to tell you this, Rich. Um, you know how I read the Superman title from when Denny took over, and I've read all, basically read almost a whole decade of it. Um, I've now started reading the action comics from Leo Dorfman and Kerry Bates's first comics, which is a very late Silver Age, and then it goes into the Bronze Age. And this is that era. So this is technically Silver Age, but it's only Silver Age for like another year or so, you know? Mm. Uh, it's melding into early bronze. And, it, dude, I, I, I've said this to you before. I, it's just something in my brain now. I, I really find them a comfort read, like late at night, like after a tiring day at work and stuff. I Just one or two issues. I, I really enjoy the read. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm loving it because none of this stuff I've read before, you know, and it's, it's well done. It's great artwork. It's, it's good stories. And it's just a really relaxing read. You know, I, I don't know how else to describe it. I, I, I think that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just so glad to have discovered these titles, you know, and, um, mm. yeah, it's just a, you know, it's just, it's just so pleasant. Um, you know, and, all the shit people put on sometimes, um, not just Superman, but on superhero comics, when you go back to when they were more fun, I think they're actually better a lot of the time, you know? Yeah, they're better because they're just having fun, telling a fun story um, uh, and, and, and not worrying about too much, but also remembering that it's a comic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... I just, yeah, agreed. I, that's, it's just, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Again, would I want my comics today to be like this? No, but I'm getting a slice of history. I'm getting a slice of yeah, what it was like to read these back in the day. But I'm getting to the point where I literally prefer to fucking read these than I oh, know I the, do the, the modern stuff I'm getting. So you know. It's yeah. It's I don't know. It's, it's but like, can I say this? Having read a lot of them over the last two years, you know, I've read a lot of these Supermans from this era. It's not like they're devoid of drama, you know, and some and, and some stakes and stuff. Like they do have them. People, these stories aren't all just Lois Lane gets tied to the train tracks. It's actually advanced from that quite a long way by the late sixties, seventies. You know, mm. like pe the people I don't think realize that like. That stuff was more forties, fifties. This is this is like very late sixties into the seventies, and there is a different feel. And you did have different people coming in, and I do feel I'm so glad that I I watched and listened to shows like Word Balloon, where uh, John Suntras would interview a lot of the writers from that period. We've had Elliot S. Maggot on the show. He has had him on. He had Marty Pasco on. He's had Paul Coverberg on. You know and they've really given a lot of insights because it was a time of change, you know? And and mm. that's, I think, forgotten, you know what I mean? Because people generalise. Oh, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I just think there's a lot of gold in those hills, you know what I mean? And I would hope that I'm not the only person creatively who sees that gold, you know? Mm. And 
And I know, you know, I, I just think it's just a good old dose of good old-fashioned fun comics, really, honestly. And there's a reason why late at night when I've been sick and stuff, uh, just read a couple of issues, I find it very relaxing, puts a smile on my face, and I think it's a Superman that I always envisioned, you know, in a way. Like, this is the character that I see, you know. I don't, you know, I don't see him as sort of too tormented or anything. Like, this is the character I see, you know? Mm. And I, I think it's the best version, personally. I, I think that is the... Without getting too deep about it, because I think sometimes people overstate it, I, I just think this is this is the depiction, you know, in my eyes. He really should be kind of like a bit sort of... I don't know. It, there's just something naturally good about him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. And that doesn't mean you can't put him up against crazy shit. He's he's constantly up against crazy shit in these comics, constantly. But I think it's almost like um, if I had to think about it, when I was first got into like even watching comics and you know cartoons, etc. The Superman that was in those seventies cartoons that I watched in the very early eighties, you did get the sense it was like like an idolized sort of idolised parental figure or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, that was the vibe, you know, and I think that's where he really works, I think. You know, he is that kind of character. He's sort of above the common muck kind of thing. He's not mired in the thing. I don't know. There's just something... There's something they, they got right, I think, and it had fine-tuned by this point, and, and the shit that happens to him is crazy. And I just think with all the technology of today... You know all the special effects in the world. You could actually do some of these stories more seriously, but really riff on these concepts because these guys are coming up with like a lot of great concepts. And you you could look at some of the you know um, what do you call it like the you know the storyboard the the, the comic pages and 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 a screenwriter and you know the storyboarder and all these people who do the concept art for the films. I, I honestly believe you could really make it something special, you know? Well, I, without a doubt, sure. Yeah, that's without just how I feel. a doubt. That's just how I feel. And, you know, and that's what I see when I'm reading them. You know, my mind's kind of going, man, imagine we do this, and we could put in a few more layers and we could pump it up a bit more and blah, blah, blah. Like the building blocks are there. And, and I'm telling you, by the late 60s into the 70s, the Superman machine was finely tuned, you know? Like, they were pumping out real, real, real gold. Now, Trade of the Week, Rich. Uh, so well, I'm actually, thinking... Before you said, I, I kind of feel like they've only really been failing, to, in, in my opinion, Superman since really the New 52. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I, I kind of feel like DC have always done a pretty good job with Superman, like, overall. Sure, you may get some yeah. misses yeah. every now and again with maybe a storyline or something, but... Up until New Fifty Two, yeah, they all still felt like Superman. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. sorry, but even when they relaunched with the Burn and all that, like, it still felt like Superman. Sure, oh, I'd agree with that. And so, and that's why it's so disappointing when you get like a um, uh, bad Superman takes because we've not had that many movies of Superman, right? Um, I kind of lumped, obviously you got your Christopher Reeves ones, right? But because yeah. they all kind of made around that same time, I kind of lumped them together. Uh-huh. 
you know. And unfortunately, when Singer came in, unfortunately, he didn't make a very good Superman movie. Yeah. Um, you know, he, again, it was a very depressing Superman. Like, he was kind of moping about the whole time. Sure. Uh, he always made the city raining. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was always dark and raining. And, and, you know, when you finally get to see him in action, it's a nighttime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's hopeful. It's charming. It's it's colorful. And then you get to the fucking Snyder. And it's like, that's not Superman at all. Depressing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what a miserable character. Um, yeah, they, they have certainly failed Superman in probably the last, what, 10 10, 15 years, give or take, no, yeah, yeah, maybe 10, 10 plus years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, comics, 10 plus years, movies, since Singer. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And it's such a shame because, you know what, they nailed Superman in the Superman animated TV show and the Justice League cartoon. Yes, they did. They nailed him. Yep. That's like one of the best Supermans. Oh, 100%, yes. On, on, on a screen. 100%, man, 100%, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's a real show. Yeah, that's um, yeah, it's it, it's almost a lesson in. I would say the last good Superman movie, in this may you know the Superman movie, Superman two. You know, seriously, mm-hmm. seriously. I mean, I I enjoyed Superman three in cinemas when it came out, but I think Superman two is the last really good Superman movie. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I mean, that's not to say, but then you've got your animated series. You know how much I've enjoyed Smallville. Um, but, you know, but, but I'll say this. I'd still rather watch the four Christopher Reeves ones because at least they feel like comic book movies. 100%. Yeah. They maybe get a bit goofy with your Richard Pryor and then him fighting. Oh, fuck, I can't remember what the sun guy's name is. The, yeah, I know the guy you the, the, the clone made from his hair or, or the genetic guy. But at least they feel like something I would have read in a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's the one where Superman fights himself. You know, it's Clark Kent versus drunk Superman. It's awesome. <laughs> like, Superman too. That's stuff you've got in the comics, man. Yeah. Like, you know, well, yeah. Would you say that a, a step down, put him, oh, but at least I felt like they were from the comics. Yep. No, 100%, man. Yeah, it's um, it's funny, isn't it? Like how they, they're sort of, um, yeah, I don't, and I also, I second your point. I think more, more good Superman than bad up until, New 52. I mean, I, 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 I remember a lot of good Superman over the years. Jeff Loeb, Joe Kelly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Rucker. There's been plenty of good Superman, but but I, I do think New 52 was somewhat of a turning point, you know. There's been less sure. good Superman yeah, since then. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Bendis didn't help, obviously. <laughs> Bendis was determined to put fucking nails in that coffin. How is the new guy? Have you checked out him? He's not new anymore, but like... Kenny Dale Johnson, whatever his name is. No, I've, I'm sorry, I haven't read any Superman. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm, okay, this is going to sound sort of nasty and all that, but um, because of what Bendis has done and with John and all that, I just have no interest in reading Superman comics. Like, sure. it, it kind of does feel a bit ruined to me. Um, and the reason for that is because every time, because John is now a supporting character. Sure. So every time John shows up, I'm just going to be reminded about the bender shit yeah and and what a poor character he's become you know what i mean and yeah. that's a shame because i the tomasi run mm. from the rebirth yeah you like that um, one, that was fantastic like that was so wonderful because that felt like such an um 
a natural uh, progression for Superman. Mm. You know what I mean? As I said, I thought it was so brilliant. Superman's always a character that that always goes to his parents for advice. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They did a fantastic job where if he wasn't sure about something, if he questioned something, he'd go back to the farm. Mm-hmm. You know, and his mother or his dad would just give him some, not not words of like uh, like tell him that, but just like impart some wisdom mm-hmm. or or help him find his way to making the right decision or something like that. And I love to see. Superman be that now, mm. where he's got this young kid, you know, Damien Wayne's a bit of a bad influence on him, and Superman's trying his best to be like his parents, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. and and ensure that he grows up. I thought to myself, Jesus, we could, we could have years mm. of great stories and character moments and progression and all that, and, and, and it was taken away in literally an instant. Yeah, thanks. In Bendis. literally an instant, that was gone. Mm. Oh, because Bennett's had teenage kids. And he didn't yeah, he didn't want to write a ten year old. Thanks, Bendis. Thanks, Bendis. For fucking up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, oh no, but not I mean I think that's a too mild of a word. Yeah. <laughs> um that's yeah, that's a mild man. That's so mild. Yeah. Thanks, Bendis, for leaving. Bendis uh, screwed the pooch. Yeah. Thanks, Bendis, for the and, and Yeah. I, I, what, but but you know what? I'm angry at Bendis, mm. but I'm even more angry at DC mm. and editorial for not saying to him, no, mate, you're not, you're, you're not ruining one of our... And you know what pisses me off the most? Well, That my hope was... Because, okay, so they aged him up, right? Mm. Which means you could de-age him, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you could have something happen or they find a way to reverse his aging up process to him being back to being like 11-year-old or 12-year-old. Mm. But instead, they decided to make him bias and now it's literally they, they can't go backwards. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's not that I have an issue with him being biased. It's just that I don't... I wanted him to be that kid. Oh, you mean bisexual? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. But now that they've made him bisexual, there's no ways they're going to undo and, and make him a kid again because he's too much of a symbol now. Right, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's 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 a symbol, and I just go. It's not the fact that he's a symbol; it's just that I wanted him as a kid. Yeah, I well, wanted years and years of. Well, dude, the only reason, the only reason they made him buy, like in all honesty, was just to differentiate him from actual Superman because he seemed so fucking similar. You know, yeah. Look and, like- and again, it was to move and and get his name in the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. it's yeah. the same. They, there's one thing they learned from the uh, Alan Scott. Coming, uh, making Alan Scott gay. <laughs> yeah. Everyone reported as Green Lantern is now gay. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, what happens if you make him buy? Everyone will report Superman because again, you're calling him Superboy, uh, Superman, not Superboy. Mm. The newspapers will report Superman, and of course, people are going to click on that. Mm. You're going to get traction, all that. So, yeah, it's it's a very calculated thing, but I just <clears throat> it oh. just it annoys me that after Bendis left someone should have said, right, we're de-aging him. Like, we have yeah. to go back to the Super Sons era. Like, we can't, like, this is stupid. We've lost, we've lost decades worth of stories. Hmm. It does seem... And we don't know yeah. what to do with it. And, and honestly, they don't know what to do with this character now. I know, I know, I know. They don't know what to do because Bendis also brought back the other Superboy. Yeah. Um, the Connor. Oh, brought, Connor he's brought, he brought back Connor. Oh, cool. Well, I like Connor. You know, but I don't have an issue with him, but the practice he brought him back, he wanted him to be Superboy. Yeah, it's a lot of Superboys. 
you know, and I just feel like, you know what, I feel like you could have had Connor come back and he could have had his Dick Grayson moment where he goes, well, you know what, I'm not really going to ever be Superman. Mm. It's a bit silly to call myself Superboy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own legacy. I'm going to create my own name, just like Nightwing did. Superpunk. Like, you know, just like Dick Grayson did. Yeah, well, the Connor Superboy. Yeah, Superpunk. I feel like, oh, yeah, he could have been Superpunk or something. Yeah, yeah, great. Like, you know, again, I'm, I'm only thought in my now, so I don't have time to think about names, but I like yeah. Superpunk as well. But he could have actually made his own. He could still be part of the Superman family. Sure. But just not be Superboy. And John could be Superboy. Like, oh, oh God. No, I agree with you, Rich. Uh, look, you... <laughs> I, I, I think he hit it out of the park. I mean, look, firstly, fuck Bendis as well. Like, he's long gone and he fucked it up. And, you know, but, but I do more than Bendis blame editorial and marketing, probably. Marketing probably drove the bus on a lot of that, you know, honestly. Um, mm. You know, I, I, I couldn't give two shits about John Kent, but I know some people do. Everyone seemed to prefer him younger. Every, every fucking fan out there seems to have preferred him younger. You don't hear anyone mm. saying, man, I'm so glad he grew up to be a fucking teenager exactly like Superman. Um, and then they'll, and like, yeah, you, look, the only reason they made him bisexual was just grab that two seconds in the in the spotlight. That's it. That's <laughs> like the only fucking reason. And it gives him a slightly different path than um, whatever, Kal-El, Clark, you know, because to me, mm-hmm. I, I look, and I'm, look, I'm looking in from the outside looking in what he is now just seems like a blander very similar version of superman that's it you know it's just like oh like you could say he's a clone it would be the same you know Mm. and um i don't know i i just i just sometimes i i question whether in the same this comes from someone who loves superboy comics i love my superboy comics everybody knows that but I question whether you need another Superman with pretty much the identical fucking costume flying around in the same time as Superman, week after week, month after month. I'm not talking about it. Mm. I'm not talking about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not hey, talking about it. Uh, young John Kent had such a wonderful kid costume yeah. with the jacket, with, like, the cape sewn onto it, with the, the scuffed jeans, you know, and, the like, I was like, man, what a great costume because it feels like... You know, a, a kid who's just strapped um, a towel to his back. Yeah, yeah. And, and wants to be a hero. What a, what a, what a great way to, like, um, um, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot um, the word. Like, to, to, to make that, like, a visual a representation yeah. of, like, yeah. he looks like the kid who just took the bread blanket, put it on, and was like, I'm Superman now. Like, Yeah, definitely. I, I thought it was brilliant. And, yeah, I don't know. Just upsets me so much when I just think about modern current DC. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm 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 thinking next week of doing the first volume of um Tomasi's Superman. Would you be interested in doing that? The rebirth? Sure. Yeah, because I've never read it. So um there's a collect it's collected in four collections, so I thought maybe we'd just do volume one. Because I've been meaning to read it for a long time and just having this conversation with you, I'm just like, I wouldn't mind reading it, you know? I I've yeah. never... I was so happy, man, because after fifty two I, I really did think like like Superman was back. Yeah. And now I'm back to feeling like where's he gone? Mm. So. All right. Yeah. Well, let's do let's do. Are you happy with that? If we do uh, 
volume one of yeah, the action, yeah. which is the Tomasi um, Superman. All right, we'll do that next week. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And then I can also talk about that on Connor's show too when I'm on. I can give a brief review of it as well. So we'll do that. Now, our trade of the week, Rich, was your trade, uh, Stargirl mm. and the Lost Children, a six-parter, uh, Jeff Johns and Todd uh, Newark, I think is how you pronounce it. Oh, yeah, Newark or something Newark. like that. Now, know. give us the 10-cent pitch on this one, Rich. So it's, uh, he's basically, what he's done is he's taken, like back in the day, so many superheroes had sidekicks. Um, and obviously they all disappeared over time because, you know, the sidekick thing kind of died out. Had its, its uh, time in the sun and, and people moved on. But he's written a story of like, what if, what if something happened to them? What mm. if one of the reasons why all the sidekicks just up and disappeared one day mm. is because... Something happened to them, mm. and um, uh, Courtney and oh Jesus, I can't remember. Uh, M- 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 Mako, yeah, Mako no, it's it's Emiko, I believe. I'll, I'll bring Emiko, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they they basically go looking for um, these kids, and they do find them on some time uh, island type thing. Yep. Um. Uh, and they also get trapped there and they find all the kids. And so he's also created new sidekicks mm. that were not a thing. And, the, and he's like, he's basically created, he's given, he's given Jay, uh, Garrick a daughter. Yeah. Um, um, and so I, I, I can I be honest with you? So I, I personally, I think that this story was just made for this character. Yeah. So that he could, so he could give Jay Garrick a, um, a daughter sidekick. So this I is a, a new character completely. Yeah, the, yeah. Jay oh. Garrick never had a daughter sidekick. Like, for for a second, I thought it was Jesse Quick, but it wasn't. It was a completely separate character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Cool. Well, um, yeah, and so uh, oh, and it had um, uh, uh, Ruth Hunter's son. Yes. Uh, uh, in it to oh fuck, what's his name again? I fucking forgotten now. I'll, I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. Um, I, I didn't realize it was his son. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. And but I hope it's still canon that he is um, uh, Booster Gold's son. Who? Rip Hunter. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that. I did not realize that. Um, I got the shock of my life when our man was turned up to the villain. I've got to say, Rich, I really enjoyed this story. Um, it was darker than I expected. Like that, that the the childminder lady was just terrifying. You know? Yeah, some weird like chicken bird thing. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> like I was like, fucking hell, like nightmare material. Um, but like. I honestly didn't know what to expect from this. I was like, because I like Jeff Johns, but, you know, Jets Douglas fine, but it's not like I'm the biggest fan. But I felt that this was actually really, really pretty good, you know? Um, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, classic Jeff Johns. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It definitely feels like this is something he could have done where back in the day when he was working on... Um, uh, like JSA, JSA and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely feels like definitely something out of that, which is which is great. Um, I don't know if I'm completely sold uh-huh. uh, on it just because 
I don't like, I hope we're not going to have all these psychics running around. Oh. As I said, I'm hoping at the most this was just a vehicle to, um, to, to get this, uh, oh shit, what's her name again? Uh, I'll bring it up. I don't think it's not Kid Flash. It's something like Kid. Flash is the lightning. She's the thunder. I'm just trying to find oh. her, her real name. Like, I'm not I sure. I think her name's got to do with lightning or something like okay. that. Her, her superhero name. Anyway, I do think this whole thing was just a vehicle to bring her in. Um, uh, into the like DC continuity. Yeah. Well, that, that's cool. Which I'm not super opposed to, but now I just kind of also feel like, again, another Flash character. Like, you know, Wally's just had his third kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and then you've got two Wally's on top of that, and you've still got Impulse, and you've still got your Max Mercury's and shit, and, like, I just, and you've got your Jay Garrick. I'm like, do we really need another speedster, though? That's my only I know, thing. But, I'm like, but do we need another one? Jeff Johns does love his speedsters. You know? He does. That is true. Flash, I think, is one of his favorite characters. So I, I liked it. I, I thought that the fucking childminder was horrific. Um, it seriously was going to give me nightmares. I love the stuff with the kid, uh, Time Master. The Hour Man reveal got me. I loved it when the the adult version of the kid came back, and and then it was all like about getting Wing to fight the Nebula Man and. That was all really mm-hmm. cool. Like, I actually felt like it was a very crowded book and I, I felt sorry for the artist having to draw these million and two people, but I felt he did a good job. I mean, it was action-packed, so much more enjoyable than most modern comics. Can I say that? Like, this actually felt like I'm in the hands of a professional, you know, professional mm. artist, professional writer. They're taking me through a six-parter. Um, I didn't feel like it was stretched. If anything, I almost felt it ended too quickly. I read it all tonight before the show, like, you know, evening, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I liked the art style. Um, I, I felt it, yeah, as far as I was concerned, I, I really felt like this one didn't let me down, you know? Um, mm. It paid itself off. I thought it was cool that uh, all the sidekicks showed up in the regular... DC Universe, so at least I guess it gives story potential for them. Um, I liked the twist at the end where you realise that Rip Hunter's just a bit of a dick um, when he's talking to Corky the kid. You know, he just doesn't get his own kid. I didn't realise it was his son, but, you know, when he's like, we're going to the Wild West. I thought it was his son. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was his son. Yeah. He goes, I'll bring something back for you, a new hat maybe from Batlash himself, huh? And he's like, sure. And you get the sense that that's just a, a sad kid. Um, you know, neglected. Uh, but, no one said saving the timeline would be easy. Yep. But you know what? I, I mean, I really, I dug it, man. I, I, I actually had reasonably high expectations because Jeff Johns, to me, I always hope he's going to bring his A game, you know? And every now and then I've been a bit let down, but not this time. I felt this six-parter really paid itself off. I, I still don't really care about Stargirl, but... I don't care. She, she's a vehicle that Jeff Johns likes to use. Um, yeah. But you know what? Still one of the better newer generation No, she characters. is. Yeah. No, I'm just saying I don't have any strong feelings about her either way. I think she's a decent character, like, honestly. Mm. But what I'm saying is he puts her in good stories as well. So it's not just about Stargirl or the staff. Like, the story yeah. is pretty interesting. And I th- 
I don't know how this thing sells, but I I think it's a really good latter day Jeff Johns comic, honestly. And I think the artist was great to see Secret from Young Justice. I remember Secret from Young Justice. I'm the only person out there who does. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in there too. Yep, she got she got a moment in the sun, and I was like, wow, even Secret's gone missing. I was going to say I haven't seen her since Young Justice, so I guess it's been a while. Um, yeah, but also don't forget it's really hard to keep track of what the actual fucking, like, what's canon, what's timeline, what's... Sure, yeah. Because you know, 52 completely fucks shit up. And I know, and, you know, sometimes that's the part. Look, I know they try so hard. They're like, oh, it's outside of hyper time, it's in the omniverse, it's this, it's that. Uh, it, none of it makes much sense to me, but, you know, at least they try. You know, it's points for trying. Jeff Johns, you did a little diagram there. I, yeah, for me... Oh, gee, I, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten, honestly. Yeah, I, that, I, that actually, that's the score I was going to give it as well. Mm. No, it's it's good. Um, it's good. Like, it's not look. It's not. It's not necessarily as good as his JSA stuff, but it's in that same vein. Yes, and he's clearly done a shit ton of research on the um, uh, the old heroes, the old sidekicks. sidekicks. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the old heroes and their sidekicks. Were, I were mean, most of them new or did he create or were they uh, old? No, so a lot of them were actually uh, real ones. Some of them were new, like the uh, like the, the, the Kid Flash one. Oh. And I think the I think the Mr. Terrific one is made up as well. I don't uh-huh. remember Mr. Terrific having a sidekick uh-huh. um, with the kid. Um so he could be possibly Is Mr. Terrific the black guy with fair play? Is that him? Well, yeah, but that's not his psychic. That's the original uh, uh, Mr. Terrific psychic. Oh, but, but his jacket said fair play or something on it, didn't it? Didn't it? Oh, well, the original one had a really weird green sort of like overall thing, but he had a shield on the front that said fair play. Okay. The, the current Mr. Terrific, yeah, he has like a bomber jacket type thing that has fair play written on the Oh, the, okay, the right, and that's the one I was thinking of. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, man, uh, like, it's fun stuff, dude. And Jeff Johns, I mean, take your hat off to him because I know he's bounced around. I know he's probably not quite flavour of the month as he was, you know, 10 years ago in comics, but I I, I actually think he, he, he probably punched this one, you know, and got a homer. I, I really do. It wasn't a grand slam, but he, he just got a homer, man. He just bought me, come up to the plate. It's a base run. Yeah, it certainly was, man. Certainly, certainly. Maybe, um, maybe even, a, maybe even a double. No, I'd say no. At least a double. I reckon it was a double. I, I, I was genuinely enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't a chore to read. It flowed well. It was professionally done. Great art. And great art. And you know, you're making me like not you, but like Jeff Johns and this Todd Newark. You're making me read a story. None of these characters I actually care about. You know what I mean? Like, before I start reading. You know what I mean? I staggle a little bit. Everyone else, I I actually don't know who any of them are. Didn't matter. The story was well done. I cared about the intricacies of the story. It it paid itself off. It's a perfect test. There's no bankability factor here for me. There's no Spider-Man. There's no Batman. There's no Superman. It's Stargirl's a bigger star. You know, not a huge draw mm. to me. Not a huge draw to me, although I don't mind her. But boom, I'm in it and I'm enjoying it straight away. I'm an enjoyable character, and then the story really takes over, and he's painting with a larger canvas, and it was just a, it was just fun. And you know, what more can you ask? Sometimes 
You know, from a book like this, dude, um, I don't think you could ask for much more, you know? Mm. So. No, it's really good. Um, I'm going to ask. Just, again, it just makes you, it makes you wish more, more of the current books were like this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, back in the day, you know, when we're talking like 2000, 2010, there was a fair chunk of books on the shelf about this quality, you know? Mm. From the big two. There was a fair chunk. I'm not saying all of them, but there was a fair chunk. Pretty good selection. Um, how does this compare to his JSA that he did at the same time? He's just just a society. You know that he's, he was doing that as well? I, it's not as good, but I feel like it would have been a great um, tie into it. So and we, it's a real shame that he's doing the story now because the JSA is not even really a thing in the DC universe at the moment. Like, I feel like this story would have been so much better pre-52 mm. so, when he was working on the JSA because then you could have the JSA and then you have all these kid sidekicks all of a sudden come out of nowhere. But isn't he doing... A, he's doing a Justice Society... No, no, but I mean, like, there. I feel like this would have fit in better with okay. his JSA run. I don't know how well it's going to fit in with this current JSA that he's doing. Because it's, it's not... All right. The, I've read the JSA now as well, the one that he just did, the five issues. Yeah, yeah. What was it like? It's not as good as his other JSA. Right. That was my question. I just wanted to know what that was like. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it's 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 good, but it's not as good as as, as the classic. Um, as yeah, his his well, other the, one. The classic like, one was pretty fucking strong. I thought. You know the 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 classic JSA that he did. I I actually felt from what I've read, and I've read probably half of it. I thought it was pretty fucking good. You know, like he, yeah, I, I, I was impressed by that. You know, I, I, that was where I was really like, okay, this guy's really got something. Um, yeah, okay. Well, you know, dude. Um, let's just, I, I can see here in um episode six or issue six of Justice Side of America, Huntress and the JSA collide with Stargirl and the Lost Children. There you go. Yeah, yeah, he's bringing it into the yeah for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay which makes sense. Um, all right. Now, I do want to say, you know, thank you for listening. Sorry if my voice has been a little bit scratchy and I've been a little bit down on energy. Although I do think, Rich, you've kind of pumped up this show, taken advantage. I said to Michelle before the show, Rich may score some easy points on me tonight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my defense might not be as strong as normal. But, you know, you, you did okay, man. You trash-talked the Aussies a bit. You got a bit hot under the collar there. You know, waved the flag around a little bit. You seemed to be in good spirits, you know. That was, you know, my favourite part of the show where I almost thought I convinced you to start w- watching the Daryl Dixon and then I realised that was just a... Agreement, buddy. I know. And, and, but, you know, in my head I was like, wow, I've almost got him here because I was offering you the out-of-wheel of time. But, no, you were, you, were, you were ahead of my machinations, Rich. You were aware of the... Web I was trying to spin. I'm on to you, buddy. You were on to me. <laughs> Desperate me. Um, now, I do want to say thank you for listening. Uh, look, if you can give us a rating on iTunes, um, much appreciated. Um, and look, there's the Patreon feed. Um, Rich and I are about to do another uh, movie for Cinema of Doom uh, in the next week or two, probably next couple of weeks. Um, I just want to get a bit better. Uh, and but the Patreon feed, please, much appreciated if you can support the show. Patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. Um, there's plenty of bonuses in there for listeners. Um, now, I do want to say next week we're going to do the first volume deluxe edition of Rebirth Action Comics, which is the Tomasi run. Rich? 
because mm-hmm. uh, I've been meaning to read it for many years, and I thought, well, what a good opportunity to do it. Because I really enjoyed you picking one that was more recent. Um, we are going to do – I can tell you one comic we're going to do in flashbacks was one from you, Rich, that World's Finest issue with Metamorpho. Yeah, well, I, I, what got me interested was because I just did the Metamorpho Amazo yes. storyline. So I was like, oh, let me find some – let me see if I can find a flashback that with I Batman, love. Superman, and, and Metamorpho. Because I love Metamorpho. So ah. I love I, the fact that Metamorpho doesn't have his own book is just disgraceful. Although, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd want anyone writing a Metamorpho book right now. So, like, I know, yeah, I, I know someone I'd like to write him, Chuck Dixon. He wrote him in Batman and the Outsiders very well. Um, yeah. uh, of course, I mean, yes, I know of writers I'd love to write, but not, not the current <laughs> crop of writers is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, my first comic ever ever got with my mum, um, she bought me Batman, Batman and the Outsiders and Metamorpho was in it. And I was fucking thoroughly impressed with Metamorpho from that first appearance. Mm. I was like, who's this guy? Oh, my God. You know? Do you know who he's voiced by in the Justice League um, cartoon? Who? Tom Sizemore. Really? Wow. For him, the action is a juice. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's... <laughs> Tom I'm, Sizemore. I'm, I'm sure it was. Hang on, I'm going to look it up. Probably dodging, you know, drug uh, rehabilitation and custody battles. <laughs> yeah, Tom Sizemore, Justice League Unlimited. That's cool. That's very cool. That's super cool. All right. And in Beware the Batman, it was voiced by Adam Baldwin. Wow. Okay. Two heavy hitters, man. That's pretty cool. I love Metamorpho, man. What an interesting design. Metamorpho is awesome. Oh. I love so where I fell in love with Metamorpho um, was the JLI. Yes. Oh, sorry, JLE. Sorry, Justice League Europe. Yep. Um, Our pal, even uh, one, I do like Guy Gardner, but the, the one of my favorite issues is when he kicks the shit when he beats the crap out of Guy Gardner. I love Metamorpho um, too, dude. I want to read that because I'm I'm up to Justice League Europe in my reading of Justice League yeah. International. I just think to myself, what what a great character. I mean. He's a character that is like the thing. Yeah, similar, right? very similar. Uh, on top of that, he's in love with a woman whose father is the cause of why he is like this. And the woman's a total dit. <laughs> well, they've made her less ditzy, which I don't yeah. enjoy. I kind of like that she was a ditzy. Oh, she was also a Jesus saying, I'm going to spend Daddy Ken's money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but now they've made her a bit more like... Yeah, of course they have. Not as ditzy, which is not as fun, in my opinion. But anyway, yeah. um, uh, I just... I, I, what a great character. I don't understand. Like, He's awesome, I, dude. I honestly don't understand how a character like this doesn't have his own book. I thought everyone I, loved Metamorpho. Everyone who likes DC beyond just Batman and Superman, Metamorpho is super popular. He's one of those guys. Like DC's you know? never really done his own. Like, you know what I mean? Like They've tried a couple of times with, well, with um, Martian Manhunter oh. and stuff, but I don't feel like that he's ever given his fair shake and run. I've always felt, you know, in my lifetime i always owe a debt of gratitude to mike barr who wrote batman and the outsiders because i picked up that issue and i got a glimpse into a world of dc beyond batman i saw metamorpho i saw these other characters and i was like oh slow down dave it's not just batman you know (laughs) like it, it is batman but he has this gang of other guys and i was just like i didn't know who any of them were and i remember reading metamorpho and going this guy is fucking insane i love it and he's a great character. He's in Justice League Europe. Uh, he's in various other things. And there's a, um, what's the word to describe him? Like, there's a humour 
and a, and a gruffness. He's actually quite like the thing in personality, you know, quite similar, you know? Yeah, like he even calls people mooks. Yeah, he's cool. Like he's, he's got, got a bit a of sort of Boston, yeah. you know, where, where things have been more New Yorker. I think I feel like he's a bit more Boston-y type thing, yeah. and he's a he's an adventurer slash almost like um, fortune hunter, mercenary type character. You, oh, I don't know. What a great character. And he's got a great power set too. It's a nuts power set. Like, mm. yeah, no, he's a cool Well, that's one of the reasons. He's the main reason why I want the, I was excited for that. Um, um, shit, what was it called now? I forgot. Uh, when they, when DC tried to do their own Fantastic Four. Oh, the Terrifics. The Terrifics, yeah. But I, I was so excited because it was Plastic Man. How was that? Love. How was that? Uh, uh, it was fine. Mm. That's the problem. It was fine. Tom Strong like, was in it as well, wasn't he? No, he, the, the storyline, he, he's just kind of a, a kind of a supporting character, um, but he's not like part of the team or anything. So basically the team was Mr. Terrific, Plastic Man, uh, Metamorpho, and then a, a character calling herself Phantom Girl, mm. um, who's supposed to be a dis, um, an ancestor of, I guess, Phantom Girl from Legion. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, Love Phantom Girl. Yeah, so Love Phantom. it had so much potential, man. So much potential. Mm. Okay. What a great team as well. I thought to myself, yes, yes, do your own Fantastic Four. <laughs> like, oh, dear. Why not? Marvel's done that for fucking I, years, man. Let's li- just do our DC version. I would like DC to spend more time doing some cool team books like that, you know? And, mm. I, and I'll say it again. Batman and the Outsiders was a great fucking title, you know? And, uh, and I point to Mike Barr's classic original run, dude, which is a classic run. And then Chuck Dixon did it in the early 2000s. It was great. Um, you know, and he brought in the new crop. He had Metamorpho, but he brought in the new crop. He had Cassandra Cain was there, I recall, and mm-hmm. others. It was fun, man. Like, now that, like I, I love a good team book, dude. I've always been open to team books, and I think some of these lesser lights can really shine in team books. If you just got to get people who know how to draw teams and write teams, you know, and don't make it all kidsy widsy holding hands. We love each other all the time doesn't need to be that, you know. You can have moments of interaction and, and warmth and stuff, but sometimes the the strategy these days is just to make it all very, like we're all going shopping almost, you know. Mm. It's like it's like a fantasy. Well, let's all go down the mall and hang out. And it's just like that should be one issue in a 50-issue run, not every fucking issue, you know. Um, just my thoughts, mm-hmm. dude. If I was an editor, that's the kind of shit I'd be putting out there, you know. I sometimes think some of the direction that the writers are given is not very good, you know? Some of the stuff would, I think, old school, when you hear about how they used to pitch to Julie Schwartz and he would shape and mould it and then, then they do their own shit. But, like, they were given some fairly stern orders at times, you know? Mm. And, you know, I'm not talking about someone being standing over you while you're writing and drawing, but some direction, you know? Take it out of the fucking... Take it out of the tumbler jokes. Let's get beyond that for a little bit, you know? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, because that's a very enclosed little world. It's a little world. Um, take it out on the road a bit more, you know, where people start giving a shit about that kind of stuff, you know? Like, because, you know, that's a very sort of, like, microscopic segment. Yeah. Uh, in my and opinion. also, but, but also just stop... 
stop living in the now when you write your stories. Sure. Like, pull from all places of history and, and fucking even the future. Sure. Like, Later. I'm getting very tired of people writing stories based on, like, current time and current events and stuff and all that. It really is, like, dating and, fun, and, and it's making it hard to enjoy your books because, you know, I, I kind of... I don't yeah, is it? I didn't I mean I've watched Star Trek. I grew up watching Star Trek. I never I don't have a problem with you pulling from history mm. to, to write stories and allegories and all sorts of stuff. But Jesus Christ, move the move the bar around like you know, <laughs> don't don't just be twenty sixteen to twenty twenty three. Sure. Like yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Or there or there are other favourites. Let's go back to sixteen hundred but have all the exact same uh issues as now. You know, mm. like let's actually. Let's, you know what? For one of my picks, I'm gonna I'm gonna go look for some metamorpho stuff to read. Do it, man. My picks. All right. So, are you happy next week with my Tomasi thing? Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, Superman's the Tomasi Superman Volume One. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Look. On that note, I want to say keep killing and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. We punched it out. I was dying, and we still punched it out, man. You're always dying, Dave. <laughs>